Hey guys, Justin here again, just introducing our next quarantine episode. Um, I like to do these intros to make you guys know what to expect. Uh, we're doing 80s movies, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Drink local, and um, eat local, support local, do all that good stuff, and be safe. Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic Voyage. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I don't want to vote for Kroll. <laughs> and that's Justin. We've got Pete on with us again. Hey, Pete. Hey, Kevin. Hi, Team Kelly. How are we doing over there? Hey, Kev. And of course, our extra special guest for tonight is the lovely Stephanie. How are you, Hello. Stephanie? Very well, thank you, Kevin. Excellent. And we are excited to have you, as we know that you are a buff on tonight's topic of movies. Specifically, we're doing a bracket on 80s movies. So, we've got all sorts of ones to uh, read about. I mean, competently and casually discuss. Not nah, fuck that. Um, how's everybody doing tonight? Everybody good? Yeah, I'm good. I am thankful her children are asleep. I hear you. She was super toddler tonight. There was so much yelling today. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get a quick check-in of what we're drinking tonight. I am getting into the can that Justin brought me last week of the Ghost in the Machine, and it's delicious. I'm loving this beer. Oh, the, the rye one? Yeah. Rye one. And I have loved the artwork on the on the uh, can. The, the com, it's a uh, it's a, tie, um, a collab between Dubco and Ghost, and it is delicious. What do you got there, Greg? I see some uh, twelve legs. Better make twelve legs. Jenny, you, Jenny, you still moving through that handle of Captain Morgan? I am. Excellent. All right. Peter, what are we drinking tonight? What uh? drink beverage do we have? I'm working on this 15-year-old bottle of citrus cruzan rum. I am rocking the brand new Imperial Guard. It's a double beer to guard farmhouse style Belgian ale from uh, Ghost. It is, that is a treat. Yeah, it's it's Cezanne-y and, and farmhouse-y and, and definitely has some solid malt back home. It's very good. So it's got that kind of little bit of funk in the yeast there, or like that weird black pe- horse blanket going on? No, not horse blanket. It's black black pepper action, basically. Um, okay. I would say mostly, but it's uh, it's pretty damn tasty. And it's 8-2, and I have a crowler of it to drink. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. And how about you, Mark? What are you working on? Are you tipping into the uh, conical again? Uh, no, I'm actually drinking uh, five-year-old vintage... From Great South Bay that's been sitting on the the wine shelf in my kitchen for five years. Okay. How is it? Surprisingly good. Nice. All right. Must have been out of the must have been behind the uh, that ever full bin of M and M's that you keep. No, no, it was on the wine rack next to the various bottles of Prosecco and sparkling cider that you and your wife have brought to my house. Hey, listen, Prosecco is awesome. That's why I forgot it was on there, honestly. Otherwise, I probably would have drank this a long time ago. And uh, what are you drinking, Steph? I'm drinking water. I'm not really a drinker. 
No barley, no hops in it. Unless, unless we go to, unless we go to Philadelphia, we happen to be sitting at Bugs Cafe for six hours. You get plastered on three beers. You're not drinking. Have you tried White Claw? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no basic bitch. Thank you, Mark. Listen, it did the job for Mark. Straight, yeah, it's straight. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. That's what all the kids are doing these days. <laughs> I did have some Meadworks beet and pomegranate mead earlier today. That was pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, that shit was dope. Yeah. That one was especially delicious. Oh, and if anybody listening doesn't know, I don't know if you said it, Kevin, that's my wife. I uh, I don't know if I mentioned that. No, he just said hello with Stephanie. Yes, oh, which is yes, more important. married to Justin. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that I owned her, like, physically. <laughs> uh, she's here on her own volition, her own free will. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'm locked away in another room. Please, somebody send help. <laughs> It's like the Marco Polos I got. The Marco Polos I got from Jed, where she's going, everything is fine, and then she she like oh, like peels something off, and it's a it's a it's a uh, piece of paper that says send help, and then she goes, really, everything's so good here. I love everybody so much, and then she's like, send IPAs. Oh, so uh, all right, what are we doing here? You set this one up, right? Well, uh, the, Kelly, the Kellys and, and I set this up together, and or with Steph's help as well. And uh, we'll see. There, I want to know: was there any thought into the seating, or was it just random seats? We we it took us a while to come up with the actual list from the from the original list. So no, it went random. But we did we did do several iterations of the randomization to try to mitigate, like you know, heavy hitters going against each other and, and having weak okay. weak connections. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm saying we just jump right into this then. Let's, oh yeah, we're doing '80s movies. All right. Let's just grind away and see how see how far along we get, huh? Let's do it. All right. Then we're gonna start off right at the top with the classic Chris Columbus Gremlins going up against the great Michael J. Fox in Teen Wolf. So here, so just so everybody knows, we I, I put out an email to the group asking people for a list of movies from their what I called childhood. We ended up going with '80s because the vast majority of them were from the '80s, and uh, there were a hundred of them, and we boiled it down to these 64 that we had. So I want to know. I know multiple people put it on the list, but who put Gremlins on their list? Everybody, I put right? I put Gremlins on the list. Yeah. Yes. Kelly's. Yeah, and I, I would have too. I want to know who put Team Wolf on the list because Team Wolf is an interesting, interesting choice. I, I did. Excellent, excellent, <laughs> Jen. Okay. So, Jen, since you had both of these on your list, I want you to go out there and make your Sophie's choice right off the bat. Let who he's picking here. All right. So, Gremlins is a great movie, but there's a lot of creepy. Creepy things, disturbing, disturbing things in that movie. Team Wolf's awesome. He like turns into a like surfing on the car. He's got the tweety friend, and then his, when his eyes go on, he's all give it a beer. That one, you know. It's I'm gonna have to say Team Wolf over Gremlins. All right. Greg, where do you fall? Where do you fall on this one? Yeah, I know not to eat after midnight. I know no bright lights. I know the deal, man. It's Gremlins. Gremlins, it will. 
you know not to feed them, just know that one wins. I don't know. I, I, I like Teen Wolf as a movie. I thought it was an entertaining movie. I love Michael J. Fox. But, like, I don't know what it was. Gremlins, Gremlins was one of those ones I would watch all the time. The Teen Wolf occasionally I'd watch. But Gremlins, every single time it was on, I wanted to watch it. And honestly, as a kid, the first couple times I saw it, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. It was one of the first scary movies I saw. And to this day, I love scary movies. And it's not because of Gremlins. It's because of other movies. Actually, it's because of The Exorcist. But... Um, the, uh, Gremlins is, to me, is, I would say, 25% better than Teen Wolf, so I have to go with that. So, I want a quick clarification here. Are we going on which is the better movie, or which movie has the bigger impact on us? Honestly, I feel like it could be whatever you want. It's, it's however no. you want, you want to interpret it. Some of these movies are going to be better than other. like, neither one of those were super, super impactful, and it meant a lot to me, so I'm right. choosing the best one. Right. There are going to be other instances where... I can't vote against it because of how, you know, impactful it was to me. Exactly. So, for me, I'm going to go with Gremlins. I think, I know I've seen Gremlins way more than I've seen Teen Wolf, and I just feel like the the things that came out of Gremlins affected more of the movies that I saw in the future than Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is just a slightly supernatural teen comedy movie. Whereas Gremlins actually influenced other movies in the future. So I'm going with Gremlins. Staff but only one of the franchises was turned into a syndicated television show on MTV. Yeah, that's true. Also, that yeah, but there was a Gremlins cartoon. And there was also a Teen Wolf cartoon. They both got sequels. Both recently, like as a movie. Or yeah. is that what Mark's talking about? That? I don't what? know. Team Wolf. Team Wolf was a TV show. Within, like, the last ten years. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so we've got a couple of votes here. Step where do you fall on this one? I think the visual effects in Gremlins are much better. You know, the, the makeup effects in Teen Wolf are not the best. So my vote would be Gremlins. But here's a fun fact about Teen Wolf. In the sequel... Jason Bateman took over for Michael J. Fox, and in real life, Jason Bateman is the brother of Justin Bateman, who played Mar- Mallory Keaton on Family Ties with Michael J. Fox. Okay. Is this like Kevin Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> I probably said no wikis. <laughs> I didn't know that. I did not have to know that. No, Steph is the wiki when it comes to this shit. If you, if you want to yeah. know which real housewife has a particularly shaped wart on their ass, Steph will know. <laughs> he's the Mark Williams of movies, is what you said. It seems like Mark <laughs> yeah, but no, no. The, the Mark Williams is Mark Williams is the Mark Williams of movies because she's saying shit that we know. Mark is going to come out with like, "Hey, this dude in Krull, that guy had cancer. Do you know what? His his cancer doctor is the same person. Like, he's going to go off into this whole other like rant, and then it's, it's going to turn into like world domination." Another dimension. Yeah. That's true. Mark, tell us how Gremlins is an allegory for the plight of the proletariat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, on this one, I'm voting for Teen Wolf over Gremlins because I've watched Teen Wolf way more times than I've watched Gremlins. Okay. Also, in Gray Fox. Pete, as per usual, your vote is absolutely meaningless, so let us know. I mean, they're both great movies. 
but in terms of like movies that like I identify with, like sudden explosions of unwanted pubescent body hair, like I, I just did something that resonates with me. So I got to pick two more. All right, so uh, Team Wolf loses uh, four to three, and as per usual, Pete is wrong. All right. <laughs> Moving into the second batch up here, we have the original Die Hard first Back to the Future. I hate this matchup. This is one of the two on this list that's like a knife in the chest. It's two yeah. of my favorite movies of all time. I love both <laughs> these movies so much. They mean a lot to me. Die Hard in particular means a lot to me. I wish Amy were here so we could talk about just how much of a Christmas movie yes. Die Hard really is. I am going on the record and saying Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And well, I will fight you. Oh, here's yeah. the thing. It definitely is. The only person that doesn't think it is is Amy. On Earth. <laughs> There's definitely more than just my wife that doesn't think it's a Christmas movie, but that's the sudden point. No, no, you're, you're right. You're, you're right. It, it, There's it, a movement. I don't understand it, but it's there. Alright, so nobody else is going to start this off, and I feel like some of you guys are torn between this, and I'm not torn at all. Um, and I'm not going to downgrade Die Hard, and I think based upon the way I said that, you know where I'm going with this. But, like, Die Hard is a great movie, it's a great action film, I really like it. You guys want to call it a Christmas movie? I don't really care whether it's a Christmas movie, I get why people say it is, whatever. Um, Back to the Future, oh, oh, the whole Back to the Future trilogy kicks oh. and Back to the Future wins. Now I have a machine gun. You said that like Private Pile, and I'm a little scared. Should I come over? <laughs> What's your major malfunction? I've only seen Die Hard all the way through probably once, if that. Really? Um, I've seen pieces here and there. I see I see the Facebook fights year after year of people arguing the same things in a Christmas movie. Is it not a Christmas movie? Hans Gruber. Like, I get the whole thing. I know the whole thing. But I'm like, meh. Back to the Future... I've seen a hundred times easy. That's one of those, like, oh, Back to the Future's on, click, and we just watch it, you know? Whether it's got commercials or not. Like, they're just... I don't know. The third one is kind of trash. Oh, this too? Well, that's... I don't know where people get down on the third one. I really like the third one. The third one is a really fun movie, but compared to the first two, it's trash. It wasn't terrible. Listen, the third movie's fun. But what they're really doing is, and you can tell the whole time, is that Michael J. Fox likes the Old West. They were like, fuck it, let's do the Old West. Right. Like, that's really why that happened in real life. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, I'm, fine with how they, I'm fine that they made it. I don't think it's, I'm not saying that it didn't deserve to be a made. Yeah. I'm just saying that of those three of them, I think it's the weakest of the three. By and far. It's had, and it's the most camp. That's all. Oh, no, you're right. You it's, know, it's by that's far, all I'm by saying. far. Without the third one, there wouldn't have been the TV series following yes. Jules and Vern that I grew up watching as well. So what? I think that's a TV series. No, that's the new one to me, stuff. Yeah. I had never heard of that. So, yeah, they, there was a cartoon based on Doc's Boys Saturday morning on Fox. They picked the least interesting aspect of the movies to follow into the, uh, into the future. Well, I mean, so that's the thing that, like, kind of kills the third movie to me in the end. It's like, when Doc shows up with the train and and the school teacher or whatever the hell she is, and they're like, these are my boys, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole Doc... So, so what you're saying is you can't picture Christopher Lloyd <laughs> getting it. Oh. Listen, Doc... Doc... 
oh, put yeah. my money there. So there here's my thing. Die, these are two diff- so different kind of movies. Die Hard is like such a good like check out, watch the action. I don't have to think about it movie. Whereas the original Back to the Future is like is is a chicken soup movie for me. Like it makes me feel better about everything in the world. <laughs> you know, like that's one of those movies that like I want to feel good. I want to watch that movie. So they both strike a really different chord for me. They're both really awesome movies. And I think if I had to say, you know, there's one that I couldn't want that I had to pick one to go forward and I could not watch the other one again. I think I have to go with Keep Back to the Future because that first movie is so good. There are so many little things going on in that movie that keep you entertained. Die Hard is great, and it's, it's a really good, solid plotline, and I love that Carl Winslow comes back and shoots the bad guy. But Back to the Future, I think, is going to be the one that uh, takes it out for me. By a hair, like, by a fucking cunt hair. It's that close. So, okay. I know, Steph, Steph, Back to the Future is probably your favorite movie. Yes, I am a sucker for anything to do with time travel. And... I actually saw the second one first. That is the very first movie I can ever remember actually seeing. So it just holds a special place in my heart. All three. Um, Die Hard is good. You know, it's an action movie. It's more of an adult movie. I wouldn't watch it as a six-year-old like I did Back to the Future. So I think the entire family can get behind it. It's just so much fun. And just the idea of going back in time and meeting your parents when they were the same age you are and just getting involved with that, you can't beat it. So, and almost your own grandpa, like buying <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. for, like, this is one of those ones we were talking before how you're going to vote. Both of these mean a lot to me. I can remember getting, actually renting both of them with my uncle from the 7 Eleven. Like, you know, when they would, you know, random places would just buy VHS tapes and rent them just because they could. Um, so, we, we got both of them from there. Just the story behind me watching Die Hard is amazing. I, I was young, like eight or nine, and I watched that with my uncle, who was on the younger side and probably did not realize how bad that was really going to be. And I, it was one of those like special moments between he and him, me and him. And for that reason, I have to vote for it. I Die Hard is the movie that I will watch every time it's on. So is Back to the Future. I love both of them equally, but that memory of that watching that with my uncle is the the deciding factor for me. When he says yippee ki motherfucker, my uncle literally look, just looks at me and just goes, don't tell your mom. I'm pretty sure that the first time I ever saw Die Hard was on like the Saturday matinee on WPIX and that was like that was one of those movies that my father like if it was on my father would put it on so uh, you know and I've, I'm not to say that I've never seen it through all the way because I have but it's one of those things where, like, I've seen, like, 45 minutes in the middle somewhere a number of times. Like, Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I can't even begin to tell you how many times my father watched that. And I saw, like, you know, a chunk in the middle. 
like I don't think I saw the entire movie Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire all the way through until like seven years after the movie came out. <laughs> but I, already, I, I got one better for you on that. I walked in on my father watching the last ten minutes of The Usual Suspects before I saw the rest of the movie. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, what you watching?" I'm like, and my father's like, "Just be like, holy shit!" I'm like, "What?" He's just okay. It's Kevin Spacey. What's the big deal? <laughs> oh, oh, Greg's back. All right. Yeah, that was before people knew about like the rapiness. All right, Steve, where are you falling on this one? <laughs> I, uh, Kevin Spacey. I, um, yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, I think, I think you can tell what kind of a person you are by which Alan Rickman character is your favorite. And I'm definitely a diehard guy. Uh, I'm, I'm really torn about this. This is like a, this is like a toss up. I mean, Die Hard, I think, is probably my favorite action movie ever. But Back to the Future is just so well done from start to finish. I, uh, I, I have to pick Back to the Future, I think. I'm also a little primed against it because yesterday I watched a documentary about the making of Back to the Future, and everyone's, like, so proud of themselves to make that movie, so I think I've been, like, poisoned before, uh, before this decision. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for Back to the Future. What's the uh, count at? We're at um, five to one right now, and I think, uh, Mark, you, what did you vote for, Mark? I wasn't sure in what you did there. Like, you talked yeah. about a bunch of things, but I don't know what your decision was. Was it Die Hard? I'll flip a coin. I'm also... Greg, are you just sitting really still? <laughs> oh, you were. You were actually just sitting really still. Blink twice... I'm trying to avoid being eaten by a T-Rex. Stay very still. Blink twice if you need help. Go on the coin flip. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future won the coin flip. All right, I was the lone diehard guy. Dude, that was it. I know you ended up being the lone one, but that was a really hard one to choose. Like, that was very, very tough. Yeah, I mean, listen. Uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I recognize Back to the Future. I think Back to the Future should win that. I just couldn't personally, emotionally vote that way. Understood. Um, this next this next one, I don't think will be as hard of a conflict. It's not for me. Um, I got a lot of suggestions from my wife as well that I sent up to you guys that I know you did in there. And this was one of the ones that she had on her list of the musical Annie. And it's going up against Better Off Dead, which, refresh my memory, Better Off Dead is the skiing. one with uh, John Cusack, right? Yeah, two, two dollars. This is the skiing one, yes? He, he, uh, yes, with the ski it, race. Yeah, it's okay. the one with the Scott Park parody. Chris Clemens. She dates the entire team. The yeah, well. You're supposed to French fry, you're going to have a bad time? Yes. Okay. Wait, no, I said that backwards. <laughs> yeah. You know the street value of this film? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> That's the best line of that movie. <laughs> so, this, um, I can start off pretty easily. I, I have no affinity for Annie in any way. Although, I, Greg did earlier when we were talking about this. He's like, Annie has to be on this. And I'm like, okay. Um, it's Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead is one of those ones that, like, I watched on HBO 
every time it was on. My mother hated the movie by the time I was done because I watched it so often. I don't I don't know why because I was a kid and I didn't get most of the jokes. But now as an adult, it's, it's, it's still hilarious. It's just it's always been a part of my life. And then all the way through, my whole life, I've been quoting two dollars to people. Just today on the golf course, I made a putt for two dollars and I went two dollars. And the old fucks I was playing with didn't get it at all. But I laughed. So definitely better off then. The French exchange student is from that movie too, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. I'll be honest with y'all, I don't think I've ever seen Better Off Dead. Oh, Mark. Mark. I'm looking at it right now. I don't think I have either. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, me neither. I'm going to look for it just because I really don't like the movie any. Mark, oh. you need to watch. <laughs> Both you, Greg, Greg you, really, you really enjoy Better Off Dead as well, but Mark. I think you. I think one of two things will happen. You will hate Better Off Dead, or you're gonna Muppet laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah. Boiling cat, you mean? Well, yes. that yes. Boiling cat laugh. But I say Muppet laugh because you lift your head up, and I can see the inside of your mouth like the Muppets. Uh, <laughs> um, I kind of. I have seen Better Off Dead a couple times. I enjoy it, but as obviously as I said before, like I get a little confused about all the John Cusack movies because they all kind of. Are the same kind of movies? Just what is he doing in that one? Um, Annie, I is one of the my. I'm not huge on musicals, and Annie is probably my least favorite of musicals. Um, and just really despise it. I know Rachel loved it growing up and used to torture her brother by having to watch it over and over and over again. But I despise it. So I'm going with that. Off dead. I I'm going to tell you my. I don't know anything about Better Off Dead. I, I, I'm looking at it. I don't think I've ever seen it. But um, Annie is a movie that I have a sentimental attachment because my daughter wanted to watch it constantly. And it was one that when she wanted to watch, I had no problem watching. I enjoyed Annie. Okay. Um, I think the songs in Annie are good. I think this, uh, some of the message that they try to get across in that movie is good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm an Annie guy. I'm going to go Annie with this. I love I love Annie. I grew up with Annie. I watched Annie incessantly with Addie. But Better Off Dead is and has always been in my top favorite, like top five favorite movies ever. So I have to go with Better Off Dead. Everything about it. Ricky, the neighbor. Ricky, I forgot about Ricky. You know where I can score some? Like, yeah. You can't beat that movie. I ski, you ski, you ski. Yeah. We say we ski. Um, so, so Steph, I guess you're voting for Annie. I love musicals, and simply because I've never seen Better Off Dead, yes, my pick is for Annie. All right, uh, Pete, you're Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead, definitely my favorite John Cusack movie, probably until Gross Point Blank came out. I was gonna say, what about Gross Point Blank? I think that was '90s. No, it definitely was, but I would, if you're going to say your favorite John Cusack movie, then I'm going to say it's fantastic. My favorite John Cusack movie is probably Hot Top Machine, which is really, which is really a ridiculous, you know, scoop, but Better Off Dead anyway. All right, Better Off Dead is he's rolling through five to two. Okay, wow. I can't believe none of us mentioned Revenge of the Nerds when we're going through these lists. You know, oh, wow. I gotta say, Revenge of the Nerds was one of those ones that kind of like, it was a little before my time, and then it was kind of lame by the time I started watching those movies. So, I just missed it. 
And to be honest, in this next matchup, one of the movies kind of falls in the same thing. So we have Fast Times at Ridgemont High versus Spaceballs, and Fast Times falls into that same category. Like, it's a little before me, and I just never really got it that much. I think I've seen it a couple times, but Spaceballs is part of my DNA. That is one of those movies I have seen no shit four or five dozen times at least. And it is so much part of, like, the person that I am that that I cannot in any way vote for anything against it. Yeah. Like, that's one of those ones that may finish. Like, I need that one point. Yeah, I I actually really like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and it took me being much older, probably in college, until I saw it and really understood what the fuck was going on. And I also really like a lot of, like, movies that are a little bit on the older side for me. Um, That one's right on the edge. But uh, I gotta go Spaceballs. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I can, off the top of my head, I have at least six quotes right now that are hilarious. I mean, it, you know, we've been jammed. Nobody gives me the raspberry. Like, what the, f- like, yeah, it's amazing. Waitress, what did he have? The special. We are looking at now, now. Everything that's happening now is happening now. One will now be then, soon. soon. We ain't <laughs> found shit. Never want to see me again. I think we can go line for line through that movie. And if that doesn't tell you how much baseball seems to win over Fast Times, I don't know what does. I've Jen, thumbs up if you agree. Yeah, All right. No, right no, I see her. She's on. Oh. <laughs> she she muted it, but I can see her. Um. All right. So, Steph, do you do you have any feelings on either of these? I think Rick Moranis is highly underrated. He's only been in three. So. He's only been in five total movies. So. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Most people can only name five Rick Moranis movies. So, yeah, I have to go Spaceballs. One, two. 
Yeah, I think I can only name five. Yeah, there's three, three Honey, five. I Shrunk the Kids. There's three Ghost, there's there's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. It's Baseballs. Yeah, it's Let's a drop of horrors. I know, but a lot of people don't think about that one. Drop of horrors is amazing. Yeah, most people don't think about that one. I think I have eight. Well, we have another one down on the list. True. Um, I love the Ghost of the Machine, but I am now moving on to the 27-8 Dark Days Stout. This crowler is full to the brim. Yeah, he, you got your money's worth from them. I didn't realize that, and I went to pour, and I'd say probably a good three ounces ended up in my lap. But yep, I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a quick question. Is anyone getting getting Google Chats? I'm hearing the sound, yeah. 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 I'll stop it. <laughs> it's my computer. When I get Facebook messages, sorry. That's okay. That's all right. No big deal. I'm not that worried about it. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't stroking out. That's all. That's all. All right. Now that I have uh, dark days all over my legs, and this first one is cascading like a motherfucker, um, but I'm looking forward to it. It looks real good. All right, this next match, going up against Field of Dreams. Oh, this is a this is an interesting combo here. I have an unpopular opinion. Something controversial. Yeah, me too. I, I have no feeling for ET whatsoever. Me too. ET can go fuck itself. I haven't, I mean, I, I saw it when I was very, very, very full, but, like, there's nothing about it that even makes me want to rewatch it now. Like, I know this is in, like, Tiny Drew Barrymore. flying over, like, the, the full moon is, like, the iconic, like, Steven Spielberg moment, but Field of Dreams is such, like, a fantastic, it's kind of heartwarming movie, it was, like, really well cast, even the minor characters, like, uh, you know, like, the doctor who was a became a baseball player, and... A baseball movie, or whatever it was. But, um, yeah, the older version of Ray Liotta, I think it was, or whatever it was. Um, so I'm voting for Field of Dreams. I am also. The Italian Tony The Reese's Pieces? <laughs> yeah, I just don't really care for Reese's Pieces, honestly, but. Uh, yeah. The Atari 2600 game? Fucking awful. Yeah, that's one of those ones that's like. Roundly agreed upon. If, if it's, not, it's, not as it, it's not as bad as the Back to the Future Nintendo game that literally didn't make any sense. I beat that game. It's one of the greatest accomplishments of my youth because it was really freaking hard. Yeah, that's about the. Yeah, that's almost like landing the plane in Top Gun game. Um, yeah. Not possible. I landed the plane. But anyway. It takes, it takes like hours to get to the end of that game. You get to the final part and you don't get to 88 miles an hour in the very last scene. It's game over. You don't get to start again. It's not like a new life. It just like cuts off. It's the cruelest thing ever. <laughs> anyway, I think you guys, you guys all played these games. All you guys remember, like the learning curve on some of those Nintendo games was fucking steep. Yeah, because they didn't give you like, an instruction book. It wasn't oh, like A does this, B does this. It was like I'm going to hit buttons and figure out what happens. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, just, like, level one to level two was like, okay, hey, you better have mastered this game by now, because now you need to understand it. Like, now you play a game, like, the first four hours is like, oh, yeah, this Tutorial. is a cake. Um, I had at least a dozen games for the NES that I never got more than, like, I, I never even finished the first level. Everyone that's had... how you spent 100 hours worth of content on 256 megabytes. Everyone, yeah. everyone had kung fu, and no one got past the second level. Um, oh, I think that I kung fu, but so uh, ET for anyway. me is a, is a is a 
it's a good movie. It's not that it's bad. It is very heartwarming. I just I don't have the affinity for it that most other people have. I just don't. E.T. E. just it just doesn't do it for me. Um, I don't want to watch it again. I've seen it like once or twice, and I have no desire to ever, ever, ever see it again. But You know what? Diminished E.T.'s legacy? The fact that Spielberg went back and George Lucas did. Uh, oh, oh so yeah, he, he changed it. He what? He special editioned it. Oh, did he? Yeah. So, obviously, I'm going with Feel the Dreams. Um, I'm really curious what my wife is going to do, because uh, this is hard for her, I'm sure. Not as hard as you think. You know, both movies will make grown men cry. Um, E.T. is pretty good, but, I mean, the, the end of Field of Dreams, when he plays catch with his dad, like, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, James Earl Jones, just Doc, all of that, it's... I love baseball, aside from time travel movies, and this is probably the best baseball movie ever. Because it's not you know, just baseball, it's relationships. So, Field of Dreams, hands down. Team Kelly, where are you guys falling on this one? Um, if you build it, they will come does not win for this one. Um, E.T. has a special place in my heart. When Steph just said it can make a grown man cry, both of these movies can make a grown man cry. And, uh, yes, E.T. has its moments, and E.T. has a history with me. Uh, I, I, I grew up watching that movie often. I liked the idea that it was an alien and it was living with the kid, and I wanted to have an alien live with me. Um, and I grew up playing baseball, and I love baseball, and I like a lot of baseball movies, but by the way, Sam Lott is better than Field of Dreams. That's a hot take to slip in there, Greg, but good job. Yeah, right? So for me, um, I've, I can't say I've seen Field of Dreams all the way through. I have seen the end scene, and I did get teared up despite the fact that I hadn't seen the rest of the movie. Um, but E.T.'s great. Like, you have a mom who doesn't know an alien living in the closet. The thing's wearing a wig. You got little Drew Barrymore and all her with, sass. Um, no, it's great yeah. stuff. I love E.T. Um, also, I know it's a separate uh, topic, but don't get me started on Kevin Costner. Okay, I don't, I'm not a Kevin Costner person. Um, so 100% percent you know, Waterworld is not one of your favorite movies? What's that? Waterworld is like the worst movie. Listen to me. If you watch Waterworld again and you really think about the amount of money that they they literally flush down the toilet, it's hilarious. As you're watching it, you're like, who the fuck did this? Like, you you see the scene and you go, why didn't they do that again? Like, you could definitely do that better. I want someone to fund a remake of that because it could be done better. Way but, better. But, but Mario Brothers, Waterworld is one of those movies that you watch just to watch Dennis Hopper chew the scenery. <laughs> I have, I currently have Field of Dreams up four to two. I'm missing somebody. Did somebody not vote? I, I haven't voted yet. Um, for me, um, ET was like was right out. Like it, it's like I'm just the right age that I should love ET. But to be honest, ET kind of freaked me out a little bit. Like, wow. that, like the no, no, no. Like just the way he—he he was my own personal thing. Like I just, I didn't like the way he looked. Like with the weird like skin, it, it kind of freaked me out. Mm-hmm. It just, 
and then the whole scene where they turn the house into like the tent with like this with like the thing like really scared me as a little kid. I was like, that that's not cool. I don't like that. I don't want that to happen. Don't do, like it just brought me the wrong way all over the place. And so feel the dreams of picking, but like ET, if ET's not bad. It just wasn't for me. It just didn't hit me the right way. All right, so we got we got ET. Oh, sorry. Feel the dream is beating ET five to two. All right. This next one coming up, we have the first appearance for Mr. Tom Hanks. Not ever, but like on this list, um, is the Money Pit going up against Beetlejuice? Okay. This is this is super hard for me. I've watched Beetlejuice a lot. I've watched the Money Pit a lot. God. It, like, how do you how do you choose? You have, you have, like, the Money Pit is hilarious. Like, even when I was a kid, it was funny. There was dumb shit happening. I didn't really understand the concept of the movie. I knew the house cost a lot, and like now you look at it as an adult, you're like, oh, this is totally like foretelling my future in in so many ways. Um, and then you have on the other hand, you have Beetlejuice, like one of the most iconic characters. You have really, really awesome, especially for the time. The special effects in that movie were so, so good. Um, man, I don't know what to do. But there's yes. Well, well, I'll help you out. You go with Beetlejuice because Beetlejuice has way more. Well, has way more creativity to it. Has way more staying power with the way that it influenced other media in the future. I think the the practical effects. Are outstanding. The Money Pit is has some good moments, has some good jokes. The scene where the floor falls out is is always entertaining. The bathtub scene. Yeah. Oh. But to me, Beetlejuice has so many of those things. That scene where they where they possess the whole room, where you get the dining room scene, and then the shrimp cocktail comes alive and grabs their face. Like that is such a good scene. Like Beetlejuice is so much better. That as like just a piece of creative art that is so much more creative than the Money Pit. I gotta go with Beetlejuice, and I've seen the Money Pit like once or twice. It just almost never became anything important. Beetlejuice became something that I'm like that's interesting, and I want to watch that again. Mark, what do you what do you think? I I barely have like I'm I know I've seen the Money Pit. But I don't have any distinct memories from watching the film, whereas I do with Beetlejuice. And as Kevin said, like there, there are definitely like cultural <laughs> from Beetlejuice that have carried on, whereas that like that doesn't exist for the Muddy Pit. All right, we got two two for Beetlejuice. Who who's speaking up next? I, I Kevin makes a really good argument because I'm really torn between these two, but I am voting for the Muddy Pit on this one. There's just too many moments in that movie that I feel like are things that would happen to me. Like Tom Hanks being stuck in the floor for like three hours and having to entertain himself by singing red, 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 red. Like, you know, like having to like bribe a plumber and, and like, I, it just, I, I love both of these movies. And I, Kevin made this really difficult because that's the best possible argument and he's right. Everything he said, it is probably a more creative movie more creative script, but the money pit by a, like a small margin just holds a much much better place in my heart. Having having you known know, Pete throughout all of his, his house troubles and his dis- poor 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 decisions, <laughs> it's it's very accurate. 
Yes. I'm thinking back to the yeah. story you told us about when you had to get your septic tank pumped, and the guy's sitting there, and he's just like, there's pulling his hair. There's so much. I've never there's seen so much. much. I, I've never seen this before in my life. Like, you know, when the, when the previous owner was proud to tell me, we've never had to clean it out in over 20 years. I'm like, that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like when when you call Roto Rooter and their hose gets clogged, gets clogged from clearing out your cesspool. There's a problem. <laughs> so yes, I Tom Hanks is me, and I am Tom Hanks. <laughs> so I, I definitely have to vote for mine. Uh, team Team Kelly, how do you how do you how do you go? On? <laughs> team Team Kelly. I, I don't think I saw the money pit until after I owned the house. I didn't grow up on the money pit. I never saw it back when it was released. I didn't. I, I, I think I remember the conversation of Jenny saying to me, you never saw the money pit, so we watched the money pit. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but I grew up with Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Like, um, yeah, I, although I do have an appreciation for money pit, Beetlejuice just holds so much more of a like childhood significance. Where I grew up loving that movie and really enjoying that character, and I I, I do think it was a very creative movie. So yes, Beetlejuice all the way. I think yeah, I know where. Go ahead, Jen. For me, I've only seen the Money Pit younger like pieces at a time. I never, I don't really remember watching it all the way through until, like you said, you know, twelve years ago, whatever. Um, Beetlejuice always kind of grossed me out. There was some really gross stuff that like Michael Keaton did with his yeah. mouth. Just really gross stuff. But um, Winona Ryder, I mean, it's Tina Davis. No, I'm just kidding about that part. But Alec Baldwin, like they were so young. And um, I'm, going, I'm going with Beetlejuice. Um, and it, what Kev said about the scene with the, the shrimp cocktail comes up and puts them all back and yeah, just the things that happen. Yeah, and they try to do to get rid of them, you know, from the sheets to the pulling their faces apart. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was beyond its time, so definitely Beetlejuice for me. How about you, Steph? Which, which direction are you going to go? As a homeowner, uh, I think, you know, Money Pit is a little too close to home. When, and when you're talking about your childhood and what really affected you, again, they turned Beetlejuice into a cartoon, and I grew up watching that. And just the mad genius of Tim Burton. Um, an even better Tim Burton movie that isn't on the list because it's from the 90s, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, yeah. But again, like, Winona Ryder and just how amazing she was. Yes, Alec Baldwin, Jean Davis, Michael Keaton. Everybody was so amazing in this movie that, it, yeah, Beetlejuice, hands down. Yeah, I mean, Steph, this is the first one that I'm going to agree with you on the cartoon. I did watch the hell out of the Beetlejuice cartoon as well, like on Saturday morning. Like, I remember that one. I remember that one. I don't remember the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, we found a gap in Mark's knowledge, everybody. Things are new. <laughs> um, <laughs> There are lots of gaps in my knowledge. I don't know about I that, man. You have the little detail on obscure things that I do know. True. Um, so Beetlejuice definitely wins. It's currently up, currently up five to one. I have to tell you, Kevin, your impassioned speech definitely brought me over to Beetlejuice because you're right. The Money Pit is is very very good for what it is. I, I don't think you could do a movie about that 
stuff any better even today. But Beetlejuice definitely had more creativity and it was much more interesting to watch. You were kind of wondering what was ha- going to happen next, where with the Money Pit, you were like, I know what's happening next and it's going to be funny. Yeah. So it had it, it had it had a lot going for it. So I'm also going to vote for Beetlejuice. It also makes me excited that Pete's wrong again, and uh, Beetle, Beetlejuice is up uh, win six to one. Unlike right. Teppanyaki, I'm okay with this one. <laughs> <laughs> this right. next one, this next one is soul crushing. But this I know which one so I'm going to pick. Uh, no, this, this is, is so good. hard for me. These are, these are fantastic movies. The Christmas Story is like a fantastically important movie. It's heartwarming. It's a fantastic film. Fred Gile, it must be Italian. Like, <laughs> like, but you can see like, so Coming to America is quotable from beginning to end. Coming to America is awesome. Coming to America is great. McDougal's, the Golden... Arches? No, what is he? Golden Arches. Oh. It's golden yeah. Arch. Golden Arch. Golden Arch. Golden Arch. Yes, Golden Arch. Where else would we go? We go to Queens. You want to find a queen? We go to Queens. When Arsenio goes nuts and blows all the money and pimps out that apartment, it's so funny. My favorite part of the whole movie, and I'm not sure why. It's what, what what was the name of the oh yeah when, when the when the pastor introduces sexual chocolate, he's like yes. up next sexual chocolate. <laughs> oh, that's that scene when Eddie's in the as the old Jewish guy and go just try the soup try the soup okay uh uh-huh. uh the bar do the bar the, the barber shop scene. The barbershop scene when he when he when he's like uh, Joe Frazier would kick his ass or whatever he said like <laughs> like five different people in the same uh yeah I think it, they're yeah, all Eddie they're all Eddie Murphy well I wasn't sure what if Arsenio played one or two in that scene I think he did I think he played two as well what do you what are you what drinking you now Greg what do you hold up uh Spider Man yep oh listen yeah. to me. Listen to me. You, if you stood outside a spider bite with that, and they didn't have it on tap, and you couldn't buy a can of it, I'm pretty sure you could get some favors from somebody out in front. That's like a super, super fan favorite at, at what Spider Bite. What is that bite. one? I don't think I've even heard of it. It's an IPA. It's another IPA from them with you know all okay. the right hops in it. Gotcha. I gotta say, like as much as I love Coming to America, and I think it's hysterical, a Christmas story. Because of it being its ubiquity and it's you know twenty four hours on CB on TBS on Christmas and then also on Fourth of July when they do Christmas in July, like I have seen a Christmas story forwards and back from any given point. I've watched it forward to to that point again in the movie, like all over the place. It is so good and so like I feel like it's such a chunk of Americana in there. It is really hard for me to pick against a Christmas story, but both of these, like a Christmas story, I really enjoy. But coming to America, like, was really one of those like fundamentals to my sense of humor growing up. It's very difficult. Yeah, I mean, both of these are great movies, but my vote has to go for a Christmas story. Like, I've been to the Christmas Story Museum in Cleveland. It's amazing, um, and and you know. It's probably one of those things where, you know, I lost 
my father when I was only 25, but watching that movie and the dad in the movie, like, so much of it reminds me of my dad. That, yeah. like, it's one of those things that, like, you know, like, just watching the family dynamics just reminds me of my childhood so much that I, I gotta go with Christmas story on the project. Um, Don't y'all sit on me, but I had never even heard of a Christmas story until I met Justin. He and his family watch it on repeat on Christmas Day every year when we go over to his parents' house. That's all we watch. And when I first went, my very first Christmas, I'm like, what the hell is this crap? I do love it now because now I've been so inundated with it, but it wasn't a part of my childhood. I had never seen it. So I can't pick it because it's not a part of my childhood. So wait, so you're picking Coming to America? Yeah, I have oh, seen Coming to America many times. Arsenio and Eddie are fabulous in it. Um, and actually, you you had mentioned before about me knowing everything about the Real Housewives. So, Garcelle Bouvet, who was in the original, on this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, is filming the sequel. So, there will be a sequel, which I'm very excited about. Oh, Coming to America? Coming to America, yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. So, I, I have to go with that. That is from my childhood. Yeah. And Murphy and Arsenio again? Yes. That was fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Listen to me. I'm telling you right now, that's going to be an opening an opening night movie for me. Like, I want to go opening night. I might even dress up. Like, <laughs> are, are you going to wear the, uh, the lion pelt? <laughs> Hell like, yes. Like, oh my God, that would be awesome. Hell yes. That would be in our living room. Hell yeah. Um, so, for, like... Honestly, I had I hadn't seen Coming to America until I went to college, and I was living with our friend Glenn, and he's studying. It was like he's studying for mid midterms, and it was a thing where like him and his his roommate Anna and our friend Anna would would put on the same the same movies on repeat. It would be like Shawshank Redemption, Coming to America, the like rotation of movies. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And he's like, it's Coming to America. So I just like sat down. And I actually got him to stop studying, and him and I were laughing our ass off watching the movie because I had never seen it before. One of, it's one of my favorite, like, sort of memories. And uh, just we quoted so many things. I love A Christmas Story. My family's been watching it for years and years and years. And honestly, at this point, I, I, can't, I don't even really laugh at the movie anymore. I will forever remember the Bupkis' thing because my father has to yell it randomly all the time. It doesn't matter what part. It doesn't matter what part of the movie we're watching. It could have just been turned on. And he just starts yelling it randomly, like yeah. he has Tourette's. Um. So, but I still have to vote for Coming to America. My father, Bill, man. <laughs> the hell is that? I, despite me being like, I really do enjoy Coming to America. Um. It's not my it's not my favorite Eddie Murphy movie, um, but a Christmas story is just like so ingrained as part of like the fabric of my fam of like like my childhood and as far as development, I think I have to go with Christmas story. It's the same for me. I mean, Eddie Murphy and all his hilarity always. A Christmas story is very very hard to beat. We watched it every Christmas in my at my parents' house. Ever just that whole twenty four uh, twenty four hour period that same thing. Um, every time we're watching Christmas present, uh, open Christmas presents. Still, when my kids come, Addie doesn't like it because the part where the kid tongue gets stuck. 
<laughs> I love that scene. She'd rather watch. You went straight to Double Dog, Yeah, but um, I'm a Christmas story. I'm just like that, but you know, how's Greg feel about this? It was his only defense. How do you feel about this, Greg? My father was a tapestry of profanity, but he was still hangs up again. To this day. I'm partially torn on this, because I did not grow up with the Christmas story. It, um, I, I grew up having, having seen it, but I didn't grow up in to a family where what my family is now, where Christmas story is a major part of it, it, it is Christmas morning. Like until sports get on, it's Christmas. It's Christmas story, and then sports get on and sports take over for the rest of the day. Um, and maybe at night you do Christmas story again sometimes. But um, Coming to America is a wonderful movie. I'm, I, this is a really tough first round matchup, and I have to stick with Christmas story because for the last twenty years of my life, at this point since I've been with Jenny. Christmas Story has been my Christmas, so um, it's tough to vote against something like that. It's really, like, I'm actually shocked. I really thought Coming to America was going to pull this out in probably like a 5-to-1 type situation, or 6-to-1 type situation. But Christmas Story is one 5-to-2. This is one of those ones where I watched the movie a lot. I love both movies, but I really I really thought that Coming to America was, was clearly a better option. But obviously, obviously I'm wrong. <laughs> I now know that what it was, feels. I now know what it feels like to be Pete. as hard for me as the Die Hard Back to the Future combo. Like that was a really tough matchup to go through. I don't necessarily watch Die Hard every Christmas, but I do watch A Christmas Story every Christmas. Listen, man, we just need the kids. We need the kids to be about five years older, and we can we can start watching Die Hard every Christmas. <laughs> well, we'd also have to like get my wife hammered first before she lets us put it on. Listen, I don't think that's really too much that's of an issue. Hard. <laughs> I'll spring for the nanny moon. There you go. All right. Matchup number eight brings in one of my favorites, The Princess Bride, going up against Summer School. I got to be honest, I don't know Summer School at all. Summer yeah, School? Yeah, look. So, yeah, I know Back to School with, with, with Rodney Dangerfield. But not summer school. Back to school could have made this list too. I forgot about that one. Summer school, is, summer school? <laughs> is back to school the back to school is the one where he does like the the triple limby. I don't know summer school. Yeah. No. Summer school. Mark Harmon teaches these troubled youths in summer school, and it's a love story between him and another teacher, uh, played okay. by Chris Valley, and uh, I believe it's Courtney Thorne Smith. That's uh, yeah. pregnant girl right. giving up her baby. Listen, I think I'm the only one that knows this movie. This is definitely. No, I, I know this movie. I've never been smoking hot. I'm speaking. I'll never forget the joke where, like, one kid in the class on the first day goes to the bathroom, disappears for the entire summer, shows up right to take the final exam, and then gets the highest grade in the class. Like, that was me. It's, it's, it's a good movie. It's a decent time, but it's not the yeah, Prince of yeah. Bride. I don't even know that yeah. we need to get into all the things about Prince of Bride. It's just, it's, it's a fantastic movie. Like, there's, there's no way around. So, it, 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 
See, you guys were saying Mark Harmon. I didn't know who you're talking about. You, why didn't you just say the NCIS guy? <laughs> I said he was smoking hot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, well, who's this guy that's smoking hot? Let me compare myself and feel bad about me. Well, while Mark, while, while Mark Harmon really does make me feel strange in my pants, um, I, uh, I, I have to vote for the Princess Bride because, especially as a fencer, if you don't vote for the Princess Bride, you, you know what are you doing? Um, I love, yeah, I love one of the best combat scenes. And you don't know that I'm left-handed. Um, so it, 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 it can't... Summer School is awesome. And again, that was another one. That's another one of those HBO ones from when I was a kid that I would throw on and, and watch like in the middle of the summer when it was you know pouring rain outside and I couldn't play outside. Um, but I can't, I can't have it beat. It, like, an ama- like the Princess Bride. Honestly, I didn't see the Princess Bride until I was... Like, I don't know. I might have been a freshman in college or a senior in high school. Uh, oh, really? Uh, 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 I'll go I always saw that. Growing up, if we were doing this based upon what we grew up with only, summer school is what I grew up on. I loved that one growing up. That was one of my favorites growing up. And I wasn't introduced to, to Princess Bride probably until, like, the very beginning of college, too. Um, I don't think I saw it in high school at all. I don't, I don't think I saw it until college, probably. But now, like, Princess Bride rocks summer school. But uh, I definitely grew up enjoying summer school, but Princess Bride is so many quotable scenes, so many moments in that, and prepared to die summer school. I, uh, I think uh, that summer school is one of those, is a guilty pleasure 80s movie. It's almost like that other John Cusack one where he's uh, with, the, with the sailboat race. One Crazy Summer. One Crazy Summer. And honestly, when I first saw I summer school on this list, I thought it was One Crazy Summer. One Crazy Summer, I think, might be better than um, this one. It's basically better off dead set in the summer, like on a beach, which might be why I really love it. But uh, that movie is tremendous. Um, Princess Bride, uh, like Justin said, kind of as a fencer, it's one of those ones that's like ubiquitous in like fencing culture. Um, to be honest, like that that fight scene is great. But, like, I love this movie so much. Literally, my wife and I danced to Storybook Love at our wedding. Um, you know, it is so good. When he, he says, you know, if you have studied your Agrippa, I literally have the book from Camillo Agrippa. Like, so I can study my Agrippa. Like, I have so many different things from that. Like, the quotes are so good. It is so ubiquitous in so much of the culture. I Princess Bride is so good a movie, and the fact that it's really like a story within a story just oh, makes yeah. it even better. I'm gonna say we can't right. forget the, the window dressing of Columbo reading Kevin Arnold the bedtime story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean Andre the Giant is so good in that movie. I mean, I and this is one of those ones that like I've read books and seen like documentaries like about the background. Like I go, I love so deep into this. Like, I feel bad. Like, they thought it was going to be so easy for Andre the Giant to just catch Robin Wright when she jumped out of the window. They couldn't do it. They had to put her on strings because his back was so fucked up by that time. He could not do it. Like, it is... There are so many things from that movie. It is such a fun story to hear about how they made that movie. You have... I mean, it's um, it's Rob Reiner doing awesome Rob Reiner movie. Like, it's so good. Princess Bride has to win here. I also... I'm not a... Yeah. 
Again, does anyone does, any, does, any, does anybody want to make a plea for summer school here? Well, <laughs> Mark Harmon may be hot, but Carrie Ellis is my friend. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Well, that 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 didn't feel good. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. the other thing that the other Unlike thing about other Robin <laughs> the other <laughs> oh Kevin Pastor. The other thing about uh, the Princess Bride is it truly can be watched by anyone of any age. There isn't really much in there that is uh, anything you wouldn't want your kids to see or anything. I mean, there's there's nothing. You know, the the, the that whole like capybara scene might freak them out. Other than the stuntman in the giant rat costume. That's what I mean. The, 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 that's what I said, the, the, the capybara scene. I don't think they exist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Princess Bride. We're, here. We're Pr- thinking about making a summer home. Princess Bride runs through. I think this next one is also a, a, just a general curb stomping. I'll be honest. This is one of those ones. I've seen both of them once or twice, but it really doesn't hold a whole lot. So we have the Lost Boys going up against Harry and the Hendersons. I think I've maybe seen both of these once at most twice, and I really don't have, like, a feeling, like a real feeling against either of them, except maybe that I relate to Harry from Harry and the Hendersons simply because of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, though, for those listening, <laughs> Kevin's... Kevin, Kevin has at yes. least, like, a portobello mushroom-like dome on his head. Oh, my God, so much hair. Um, The, uh, like... For me, this is a goofy movie that's that's very entertaining to watch. Harry and the Hendersons. It's a very sweet movie. It, it's almost like it's not as good as ET, but it's an ET like movie in terms of how you feel about it. It's sort of this discovery of a creature. What does this creature do? This creature's living with the family, and then this creature's going to get killed by a bunch of people because they don't understand it. That type of thing. The Lost Boys is a much is a much more to me complex film that kind of hit home with me more. And I would prefer to watch the Lost Boys than Harry and the Hendersons. I'm gonna vote for Harry, uh, for not for Harry and the Hendersons, for the Lost Boys. <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons is great. It's a movie you can watch with the family. I did watch it with my family a lot growing up. Um, yeah, the Lost Boys, however, Kiefer Sutherland as a vampire. You got both the Hames, right? When Corey is singing in the bathtub and the the vampires and the hot, the really hot vampire with the long black hair. But um, anyway, Chris Sutherland, Lost Boys, one of the greatest, greatest movies ever. Great cast. Um, it's Mag, it's Michael. It's a great movie, Lost Boys. Yeah. Jenny, forget about Chris Sutherland. What about Jason Patrick? Well, yes. Agreed. <laughs> That's my vote. Okay. All right, so we got three for Lost Boys. Oh, I'm going to be the deciding vote. Well, you, if you're going to vote for Lost Boys, you're going to put them over the edge. I don't know what, what the other guys are voting for. Oh, yeah, these are just three threes. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm not going to vote for Lost Boys. I'm not going to vote for Lost Boys, mainly because I never saw it until Jenny... Yeah, in the same conversation where Johnny's like, you never saw the Lost Boys? And I'm like, you know, it's like, one of those movies. I'm like, all right. So we watched it. I think I fell asleep or something like that. I don't think I really heard about it. And she again recently. She's like, you never saw the Lost Boys? I don't think I saw it all the way through. 
Isn't like the big bad guy in The Lost Boys the guy that did all the voiceover for the History Channel? That's a whole bunch. That's a, that's a whole bunch of shit that you know, Mark, and not it's us. The grandfather from Gilmore Girls. That means nothing to me. Well, here's the oh thing. Wait a second. Hold on, everybody. Is that a monster? Was it Charlie Munster in the TV version of the monster? Yes. Right. Yes. I think. I think we haven't gotten to Ghostbusters yet, but I think Mark might be the gatekeeper and my wife is the key master. <laughs> Edward Herman. Yes, he's the dude from the Edward Monsters. Edward Herman was the, the, the mother's boyfriend and that he turned out to be the head vampire. Okay. All right, cool. Um, you guys should date. Um... <laughs> All right, so no, we're, we're. I mean, it's, I mean I, that would interfere on your and Mark's relationship. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I really, based upon the esoteric yes, knowledge that's exactly. happening, it, it, he, he was the narrator for the History Channel for like two decades. Jesus Christ! Like this is worlds colliding right now. This is bullshit pop culture versus actual knowledge, and they're colliding. I don't think I've ever seen The Lost Boys, but when I found out that the guy that does the voiceover work for the History Channel was like the bad guy in the movie, I'm like, I can't take it seriously. Uh. Wow. That's that's really strange, I have to say. It's not surprising from you, but strange. <laughs> okay, so I guess you're going to vote for Harry and the Hendersons based upon that very odd nugget oh, of knowledge. Because I watched the shit out of Harry and oh, the Hendersons. Okay. I've seen that movie at least two dozen times. All right, well, listen, that's a way better reason to vote for it than I can't vote okay. for it because this guy voiced over the History Channel. Real, real quick. Who said that he was a monster? Was he not Herman Munster? No, that was Fred. That was Fred Gwynn, and Fred Gwynn is the judge from My Cousin Vinny. Oh. Yeah, so he was also in Pet Cemetery. I oh, thought he was a version of the monsters. Hold on, let me let me look. I thought he was no. too. The TV show, the seventy, you know, the uh, the TV show from. From the 60s? No, 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 newer. Like the, eight, the 90s, maybe. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm, like, I'm looking it up. All right, while you're... No, while I'm you're, the monsters. I think the real monsters. I think the monsters from the 60s. While you're doing some uh, uh, some wiki bullshit, we're currently 3-2 to two for Lost Boys, and I haven't heard from Kevin or, or Pete. Listen, I honestly... I think I've seen the Lost Boys... Like I said, I've seen them each maybe once, almost twice. Um, I... I'm down with Satchwatch. I like Satchwatch. I think he's cool. I, oh, I wish he appeared in more things and not just in people's photos, but just in general. So I'm going to vote with Satchwatch. So I'm going with Harry Mandersons. All right, Pete. Kevin, 1995, here comes the monsters. We'll turn on monster. Uh, okay. Pete. <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off because... Harry and Anderson is going to win this for really stupid reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this. You notice that we've been completely silent during this whole thing because I've never seen The Lost Boys, ever. And I've seen Harry and Anderson maybe once or twice. I think John Lithgow was in it. Yes, John Lithgow was the dad. And I love the Lithgow, and that's the only thing I have to go on and the only thing I have to say. So I have to vote for Harry and Anderson. Listen, I'm not really mad at you. I'm really mad at Greg. <laughs> I expect this kind of shit from you. Like, Harry the Hendersons is a trash movie. Like, it's trash. Like I said, E.T. 
I said I said ET wasn't great. Like Harry and the Hendersons wishes it was ET. Like wishes it was ET. I think I remember reading boys and them talking about how it seemed like the director died like two thirds of the way through because the last act of the movie is like a dumpster fire. <laughs> that is true, but it was an epic dumpster fire. Um. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't believe it just fucking happened. I really can't. It's real. Harry wow. the Hendersons, it was like this throwaway thing being put on because I knew it was like something people enjoyed. And, uh, it's real, just like Sasquatch is real. <laughs> I don't think how we can survive the next round. So this next one is going to be The Naked Gun versus 16 oh. Candles. And um, this one... This is an interesting cut. This is an interesting matchup because they're they're both like they're both quintessential films for the genre that they're in. The Naked Gun is like the epitome of a spoof comedy of a sat of you know a spoof comedy, and Sixteen Candles is peak um, um, Molly Ringwald and John Hughes. Yeah, you know, like it's peak of that. Um, I gotta say, Naked Gun makes some jokes and stuff, but like that, Sixteen Candles does not age well. <laughs> like, does not, what, like, which one is Sixteen Candles? Is that that's well, the one where the love interest whose name was Jake? <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. is that the one where like the Asian stereotype is like hanging in the tree, or is that a different? Yes, one? Yeah, yes. that's it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. with a uh, long dung duck or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Her, her parents forget about her birthday, and she's in love with cool kid in school, the popular kid, and all she wants for her birthday is for him to kiss her. Isn't her sister getting married or something the same time? Yes, that's yes. why I think her parents are distracted, because her sister's getting married. Yeah, is anyone vote for 16 Candles here? Like, anybody? No. Um. Wait. What did I? Uh, Naked Gun versus Sixteen Candles. What are we doing? I've actually never seen Sixteen Candles. All I know is that the Naked Gun, and all all the Naked Gun movies in my head blend together. Um, yeah. But I do know they were all before OJ was guilty. So yes. Yeah. Actually, I thought AJ, OJ was really great in all three of the movies. Like, damn, you had a ruined tracking career. Right, so that murder is... Here's my question. Is this the naked gun where he does the crazy punch-outs, like, for the guys when they get three strikes at the baseball game? Or is no, that that's the second, second one. one. That's, that's the second one, okay. too. That's my favorite. The library or the scientist thing when he's on the stage with the wheelchair. I have, his mother is on the guy's ass, yeah. So, so here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, like the the original naked gun is when somebody's trying to kill the Queen of England, right? No, that's the no. second one. No, no, you're right. That's the second one. I'm picking sixteen candles. So here's the thing. This is why I said that because everyone always thinks of the second movie. The second yeah, naked gun like is so much better than the first one. Okay, the, wait, it's so the only time. It's, yeah. the, it's just about the no. only time that the first... That the, the Naked Gun, the Naked Gun 2 and a half, and the Naked and Gun 33 and a third. Right. Yeah. Here's, so, I, I, I will tell you that I, that I confidently remember being so excited for Naked Gun 2 and a half because Naked Gun was that good. 
And I, again, you guys are going to think I'm crazy. I, I don't think I've, I just looked at pictures and stuff. I don't think I ever saw 16 candles. That was like a chick flick or something like that. Um, <laughs> naked, John did not make chick flicks. Naked Gun was wonderful. All of them. Straight through. And, and I guess I don't know which one was which. I, but I know that all three of them were excellent. So Naked Gun wins for me. I'm, I'm, I'm voting the whole opening montage with the... the the spinning light on top of the police car, like crashing through all kinds of scenery. <laughs> I, that's exactly, honestly, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's why I'm voting for, for the naked, original Naked Gun. I don't, I don't think that that. I think the second one was infinitely better than the first one. Like not like the third one was probably not as good as the first one, but who cares? Um, that opening scene is of the of that of the first movie. I can remember separate from the other ones like the other movies other than that they blend together so yeah it's it's, it's definitely naked gun weren't those movies based on a tv show or my police squad police squad yes. yeah didn't they do that gag in the opening of police squad too they did. i think so yeah yeah i mean leslie nielsen was just such a comedic genius his timing and the gags i i love john hughes and all of his movies are great and i think actually 16 candles might be my favorite but yeah, you have. You're in the air, yeah. No, I can't tell you first two. Are we going 7-0 for, uh, for Naked Gun? Yeah, I'll uh, go Naked Gun. Anyone 16 I was very close to 16 candles. I, I was. But it's, it's, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't pull the trigger on it. 16 candles really isn't, like, there's other John Hughes movies I like a lot more than 16 candles. I, that's, that's, um, that's the main reason for me I as well. but... Yeah. All right. This next one. Oh, heartbreaking here. No, what? I'm looking at Wikipedia. You, all you people are wrong. The first naked gun is when the guy is trying to kill the queen at the baseball game. No. Like you said. Uh, Wait, that's not the second one? No, it's not. What's the first one? The naked gun files from police squad. Is Priscilla Presley in the first one or the second? She will up all three. Oh, yeah, she's she's left oh. wife. Oh shit, you're totally right. So yeah, it, it destroys it destroys yes. uh um yeah. destroys uh, sixteen candles then. Oh Jesus, let's was let's. Was Reggie Jackson that had a role in that too? Yes, he was the yeah, one who was going to kill the queen. He was the robot that was going to kill the queen. He was the Manchurian candidate. Right. Yeah. Holy shit, you're all right. Cool. Well, I feel even better about my decision I know now. Sports trivia. <laughs> Look at that, Pete. I'm glad you know that. I made the sports. All of my sports trivia knowledge just went into this discussion between OJ and Reggie Jackson. Well, shut up. You, got, <laughs> you have at least three more fencing facts you can throw out there. What's that? You have at least. Right. You can explain to someone the difference between foil, FA, and saber. You know more sports things. Um, <laughs> all right, so this next matchup, we've got the Burbs going up against the Three Amigos. And um, for me, like, this one, again, it's the same kind of thing. Like, I don't think the Money Pit, I didn't think the Money Pit was that good. I don't think the Burbs is that good. Burbs really is really good. Shut the the fuck up. Three Amigos is hysterical. Now, this is where we have a problem. Oh, Three Amigos is so funny. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Listen, I know that I should love the Three Amigos. I know I should love the Three Amigos, and I'm only seen pieces of it way, way, way many years ago. The Burbs is in my top 
Volcano was dog shit, but splash. So was Turner and Hooch, which I also no. Turner and Hooch was a halfway decent movie. He, oh. he, Tom Hanks is a great actor in his wheelhouse. Castaway, he was phenomenal in yeah. Castaway. Phil- fucking Philadelphia, he was ridiculously good in Philadelphia. He acted very well in Philadelphia. Yeah. He acted very well in Philadelphia. In Saving Private Ryan, I thought he did a really, really good job as the captain in Saving Private Ryan. But all those other movies, like The Burbs and Splash and Joe Holt's The Volcano, I, I think he's just way oversold on who he is. I don't think he brings a lot to the role. I think if you had subbed in on so many different other actors, you would have gotten the same movie. But I think Pete's right. Those were very early in his career, so he evolved and he, and he broadened what he was but, willing but to do. Simultaneously, as much as I... Simultaneously, as much as I love Tom Hanks, and I, I'll fight for Tom Hanks, I do understand Kevin's, like, he followed his age bracket. Like, I, I think that argument holds weight. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's actually, honestly, a pretty fascinating debate. Like, I, I never heard anyone say that Tom Hanks was, like, this vehemently overrated before, and I... It's it's an intriguing intriguing concept. It doesn't bring a whole lot to me. I, I'm sorry, he just doesn't. Okay. That's how I feel about Tom Cruise. So you know what? I respect no, your listen, opinion. I, I agree with you with Tom Cruise. I don't think he's that good. Of an no, actor. Tom Cruise is not that good of an actor. But movies around Tom Cruise, like <laughs> there are not a lot of them that suck. Um, so I right now I'm pretty sure I got Mark as a 
a Three Amigos. I got Kevin as a Three Amigos, and I have Jenny as a Bergs. Who's next? Three Amigos. Wow, that's that's surprising. Okay. Do you have any reasons for that? Like, you know, it's a podcast that people listen to and shit, so maybe maybe <laughs> expound on that. I mean, Chevy Chase, Martin Short, Steve Martin. Like, you, you don't get much better than having the three of them together. Like, the, the Burbs is the same as Money Pit. It, it, it has its place, but... Yeah, you, you can't be. What did you say? Plethora of pinatas. Yes, a plethora of pinatas. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever seen Three Amigos straight through. I know I've seen parts of it, and I know I've laughed at parts of it. And I remember it being funny, but I don't. It has no significance on me at all. It doesn't impact me at all. When I saw it on the list, I was like, "What is that?" When I looked it up, I'm like, yeah, I've seen pieces of that. Um, and the Burbs, and again, I, 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 I'm pretty, I'm a loser. When I grew up, I watched the same movies over and over again. You guys wouldn't let those fucking movies get on my list. So, like, I grew up, I watched Rad, I watched Gleaming the Cube, I watched, um... I watched Big both over and over again. Like, that's what I did. Like, I don't know any of these. I don't know a lot of these, but, um... Burbs I started watching later in life because Jenny again said that she was shocked that I never saw it and I ended up enjoying it so I'm going to go with the Burbs on this one yeah I, you know it's, okay. it's, it's funny first of all I'm going to watch both of those movies this week I promise um, if I could find them anywhere to be honest with you um, this is hard for me Three, not that it matters the Three Amigos is up 4-2 to two, but my, my meaningless Pete-level um, response to this is that I uh, the Three Amigos is an insanely quotable thing, especially with our friend Glenn. Again, he quotes a lot of movies. And he, I, I have to say, of, the, of these both these movies, which one do I want to watch again versus which one do I want to like say quotes to? It's Three Amigos for quotes. I want to watch The Burbs again. I think The Burbs is a, a, a more interesting movie to watch, especially for a first time. Repeatability is debatable, but if, if I were going to tell someone to go watch one of these, I would tell them to watch The Burbs. The storyline is more interesting, um, and I think the characters are actually more interesting in The Burbs than um, Three Amigos. So The Burbs, unfortunately, are gonna, is going to lose four to three. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree I with you. Vote, by the way. What's that? I didn't even vote, by the way. Oh, you didn't? Oh, so we're at 3-3. Three, three. I, I didn't, but I'm going to vote for three of me. So oh. I, <laughs> I, the only thing I remember about the verbs is the ending, which I, I understand what you're saying. I would like to go back and see, see the whole thing again now that like, it's come back into my mind. Um, but I love the three meetings. It gets, it gets a negative because it has Chevy Chase in it. I think Chevy Chase is as overrated as Kevin thinks Tom Hanks is overrated. I'm willing to give you that Chevy Chase is overrated, despite that he's in possibly my favorite movie of all time. But let's be honest, Steve Martin is fucking hysterical and way beyond any of the other ones in this. That I, I, I straight up, and I cannot say this more sincerely, I think Steve Martin is an absolute genius at everything really he is. does. He really is a man genius. If I had to pick one creative person to aspire to be 
it would be him. And one of my favorite Steve Martin movies is on this list further down, and um, I'm excited to see how far that one gets. But I, I, I totally feel it. Um, I think he's far and away the biggest star of all of these movies. I will throw something up that I just remembered at this point, too. I, speaking of Chimmy Chase, I was a bartender at a at their Democratic National Convention party, and this is where I met Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, and um, it was at Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger's house in their backyard under a big tent, and I had to go through like Secret Service checkpoint to get in there. Who knew the Baldwin's played when we were there? But I was serving a Chimmy. I, I was serving Jimmy P drinks that night, so uh, I was his bartender. Nice. Here's the important question, Greg: Did he tip well? We weren't allowed to take tips at the event. Uh, no tip jar. Yeah. We weren't allowed to take them. So I, at this point, American about that. At this point, yeah. I want to I want to throw in a drink update. I uh, in in following Kevin, I just finished a, a can of the uh, the ghost. Um, with the caraway seed and the rye and everything. So, in the machine, which is as good as I can remember, what do you got? Southern Tier? It's called uh, New Juice IPA. It's a New England IPA. Nice. Mark, I saw you yeah. go get another beverage. What did you grab? No, you saw me go to the bathroom. That was insane how fast you did that. He might have just stepped out back. Who knows? <laughs> I know you. I knew you just went upstairs, but you had to go upstairs all the way across your house and back, and quietly because there are children sleeping. Mark is very stealthy for a big guy. Okay, so well, you, I, I see your cup is <laughs> empty. Are you going to get another drink? Yeah, I had to decide though if I'm going to open another bottle or if I'm going to open something else. Okay. So I gotta say, this Dark Days from 27-8 is really good. Very enjoyable. Like it, it has a really enjoyable stout. It's got just a little bit of bite to it. It's to keep it from getting over, like overloading and anything. I'm really enjoying it. And at 6.5 percent, like it's not insanely heavy. And I'm looking at it like they can't it on 5:13 for me. Um, you know, it's the 31st, so we're recording this. The seal is fine. Everything's good on that, so I'm happy about that. Uh, Steph, how's your water treating you? <laughs> Very good. I just went and took a water break. Excellent. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm grabbing a, a black lager from. Oh, Mark definitely got a sour. Yeah. Justin does enough drinking for the both of us. I gotta say, I don't normally kill a whole crowler while we're recording these things, and this is going down really fast, so. I'm happy about it. I'm, uh, I got a crowler, a can, another can, and I'm probably going to drink a crowler after this while I do really stupid shit with Pete. Um, yeah. Well, you're half again the size of me, so. <laughs> that's that's true. Um, I'm, I'm not even trying to be mean, but, like, legitimately. Yes, it's true. I'm drinking a, a Vargas from TBC, the Black Lager. I have to say that uh, if anybody isn't into dark beer... This is the beer to go to to sort of like gateway yourself into dark beer. It's roasty, but not even remotely thick. It's like a very light roasty beer. Listen, because we mentioned Ghost, would you say it's a flipping Palace beer? It is a flipping Palace beer, facts. Of the day. So what are you opening, Mark? You got a cork and a cage and shit? I feel like, I, like I'm sad that you're opening that without other people near you. 
It's uh, La Folie. I can't figure out what year it is. Oh. Back in the La Folie. Oh. Holy oh, shit. Oh, man. All right, while you're, while you're popping that, this next one is going to be really interesting. I'm interested honest, to see if... Most of the there's pretty slim tickets in the fridge at this point, except for stuff that's from, you know, for the podcast. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Um, you can right. say this next one's as difficult as you want. It's not. It's no, there's no, nothing difficult about it. This is really hard. This, I said at the beginning there were two that were really rough for me. This is the other. I'm going to guarantee right, this is the sure. only one that's hard. You're the only one this is hard for. I guarantee it. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Eight. Eight. You're not the only one that's hard wow. for. Wow. And, and here's why. And here's why. Because this matchup of Adventures in Babysitting... And Clue, I mean, it, listen, in the end, I know where I'm voting, but there's a hard joke here, because this is where Elizabeth Shue was, I, I discovered Elizabeth Shue, and there was something else that was hard. I don't care for Elizabeth Shue at all, so based on that, I think that Clue is such an amazing film, there are so many stars, it is so funny, and it's running around the entire time, so Clue gets it for me. Steph, Steph, I'm not arguing against you in that, Clue is a fantastic movie, and it's one of my top five movies of all time. I'm just saying, I was using this branch as a chance to make a dick joke about Adventures in Babysitting and Elizabeth Shue, which I caught more than I, like, like, I caught this quite a few times as a kid, like, it was actually a really fun movie, but Clue has stuck with me for years, and Clue was amazing. Like, I think so back you said about Thor, really, think back you said about Thor, because, well, <laughs> said about Thor, exactly. Nobody leaves this place without singing the blues. Come on. That's one of the best scenes, like, of the 80s, 80s movies. Come on. Oh, right. No, but see, just, like, pictures of, like, climbing on that window outside of the... of my heart. Um, I would clearly, if you have that whatever, like 10 people you're allowed to cheat list, like Elizabeth, she would take up five of those spots because I love her that much. I, she's uh, on my girl list. She's on my girl list, Elizabeth, so I get Elizabeth it. Elizabeth Shue was always between Karate Kid and this movie and The Saint. Like, I love Elizabeth Shue, and I love, uh, I love Adventures in Babysitting, and I don't even think, I, I think I saw Clue once, like, as a kid. Um, and I, whatever with Clue. Uh, I played the game, but I don't know the movie that well. Adventures in Babysitting, all the way. Take back what you said about Thor, motherfucker. <laughs> I love Adventures in Babysitting so much. I, this is a hard one for me, too, because I love both of these movies with a passion. Um, I disagree with that statement. That is my problem. Adventures in Babysitting, 30 fucking years. Heaving breaths. Heaving, like I do that, like once. <laughs> very hard um, not to vote for Clue, but I think I have to vote Adventures in Babysitting for wow. so many. I mean, can I give a side note with Adventures in Babysitting too? All right, you guys all remember, of course, the 
there was the one scene where they found the Playboy magazine and they opened up the centerfold. And it looks like Chris. All right, so, yes, it looks like Chris. So, the funny thing is that the name of that Playboy centerfold, her name was Shailene, which is what we named my dog after that character. So, the Playboy model, <laughs> we were kids at that point. Shailene was my dog. We called her Shay Shay. But Shailene was her name. Shailene was the Playboy centerfold from Adventures of Babies. True. That is so good. All right. Uh, so right now, we're at so, we're, we're two to two right now. Am I going to count seven, though, because I love it that much? I haven't voted yet. You might be swaying me, but we'll see. But listen, scrolling through this real quick, I didn't realize that Vincent D'Onofrio was in Adventures yeah. of Yeah, hell yeah. I did not realize that he was the uh, the mechanic. Yeah. I did not realize that. Sleeper on that. Might have got a fun That's right. Ultimately, like, Adventures of Babysitting is just a fantastic movie, but the cast, the script, everything is just amazing from start to finish. The only thing I think I remember about Adventures in Babysitting is somebody has a hook hand. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, truck driver, of course. Yep. And it's literally the only thing I remember about. <laughs> and Daryl Kwan. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the cast and clue is so good. This is the way it has to go. Oh, Martin Mull, as, as Martin Mull, when he does Colonel Mustard, and his work on the fusion bomb, come on. I actually thought Martin Mull was the weakest link in that cast, believe it or not. Oh, I listen. Well, I just saying something. That's how strong the cast. Is. Right, I can understand right. that. Right. And I think I'm, I'm. I mean, there's so many good lines in in that. And Tim, and to me, this is my Tim Curry. Like, you know how um, someone mentioned like you can tell a lot about a person by how they recognize Alan Rickman. Yeah. Like, and what they're Curry. This right. is my Tim Curry. Like, I know like a lot of people this use Frankenfurter. Tim Curry Kevin, is one. Kevin, even if you're right, even if you're right, it's one plus two plus one. Plus one. <laughs> Not one plus one plus two plus one. That comes up like at least twice a day for me. At least so twice I, a day. I have to grudgingly vote for Clue. But this is close for me. It's hard. Uh, it's a hard one for me, but I have to go with Ventures of Babysitting, and it's hard. This, I don't like this one at all. I don't, I don't, I don't like, like this at all. Mark, you at went, all. Mark, you went Clue, right? Yes. Okay. I have to also go Clue. I watch Clue more, but I it, the hard part for me was Greg's right. Like like the Adventures in Babysitting. Like if you were to, to write out the plots, Adventures in Babysitting is is very interesting, but not quite as good as Clue. But and the the cast of Clue might be better on paper, but Adventures in Babysitting I think is is an underrated movie. So I kind of Sarah, it is time for your cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit in there. But, yeah, I wish. I wish. I but my vote didn't even really matter, honestly, because Clue had already had four votes. But uh, it's going to be five to two for Clue. No, I just have to throw it out there. Fuck you guys.
Yeah, that was upsetting. But yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I, I'm sorry, Kelly. I'm sorry. It was this is a heartbreaker. I didn't feel I didn't feel good about I didn't feel good about it. All right, this listen. So next match up here. I got strong got feelings it. here. Uh, I'll be honest. To me, this feels very lopsided. This one was one of my. I don't have a big relationship to. You have Popeye going up against Top Gun. So, well, let me just say before you start, this better be lopsided because if it comes down to me, I haven't seen either one of these movies, believe it or not. What the fuck is wrong with you? Wait a second. How the fuck do you not watch Top Gun? How the fuck do you When I was younger, when the movie came out, my mother um, wouldn't let me see it because there was a love scene. So out of principle, in my 44 years, I have never seen the movie. I have never seen it either, Jenny. And I hate Thank Tom you know. Cruise, and I, I love you know. Robin Williams, and I love Popeye. So Popeye gets my vote. I grew up on Popeye. So stupid. I love it. Yeah. Oh my god. I grew up on Popeye. All right, I got two yeah, for Popeye. Popeye. Is anyone else voting for Popeye? Am I gonna have to fuck up anybody else? Oh, I'm over Popeye. <laughs> I might have to vote for Popeye. I need to listen to the arguments first. Bro, I will drive to your house, and I love <laughs> Ivy. But I'll hang her outside if you vote for fucking Papa. <laughs> I, I love Papa. Really. I already did too. Wow. Robin Williams is like one of my favorite like people all of all time. So yeah. you better the, the get your stuff together and, and get get four votes on. Okay. This one. All right. Hold on. So let me. Look. The movie is trash. It is. Not, not it is a fully. It is. Papa is trash. It is a fully like you know what's gonna happen when you walk into it he does a really great fucking like weird over the top like representation of Popeye in a cartoon like he does Bobby everything struggles. you would he think he transforms himself into Popeye Shelley Duvall transforms herself into olive oil like they are car- they are cartoon characters they're very Let's easy to transform honest. yourself into nothing okay if you guys, if any of you claim to love America, bring some sanity to this discussion. If any of you claim to love America, you need to love Top Gun. Oh, thank God. Because it is 100 minutes of great American fighter jet power. Dude, motherfucking Kenny Loggins. With aircraft in any kind of... On top of that. Destroying Russians. You have them in an inverted neg sick dive communicating Flipping the tip and whatnot. So many good things in that movie. <laughs> it is great. Oh, and by the way, Kenny Loggins, Danger Zone. Yeah. Mic drop. Dude, so here's the thing. On top of that, it's just pure, bro, pure cinematics. You have crazy, unbelievable camera angles from the planes. Like, all this shit happens, and all you have is this one really great actor going, go, 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 in the fucking other corner. Like, it's all you have. 
That's it. It launched the movie career of one of my favorite actors. I agree it launched his career, but like it's not Mrs. Doubtfire. Like it's fucking trash. It's it's garbage. But if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have had the genie in Aladdin. It's a seminal right. piece which is, of cinematic Which is also it's garbage. Pete, Pete, no, Justin, take that back. Aladdin <laughs> is trash. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Here's the thing. Peter, here's the thing. Alright? As good as Popeye may be, Jack undid all that. Jack was terrible. I never saw Jack. Jack was terrible. That's all we're going to talk about. That is a movie from my childhood. Dude, Jack is a terrible movie. I love Jack. And the right. idea that and, the Patch Adam, and Patch Adam was also bad. Oh, uh, Patch Adams is very heartwarming. That was based on a true story. Right, but it was a bad movie. You know what? It was all terrible. First you bring Now you bring Robin Williams into it. I'm not a Hanks Robin Williams hater right now at all. I'm not. I am not a Robin Williams hater. Jenny, I like Robin Williams a thousand times more than I like Tom Hanks. Alright, his stand-up, especially Robin Williams' stand-ups, are hysterical. His stand-ups are horrible. Also, also, to go back to point, the Aladdin genie has nothing to do with Popeye. Aladdin genie came from an animated Disney deciding that it would be fun to animate Robin Williams' stand-up sketch as the genie from Aladdin. And they were like, hey, that's pretty funny, let's see if we can get him involved. You're 100% correct, but you know how I think, and I have to come to a conclusion somehow. You're going to fuck me. I know you are. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Oh. Mark, Mark, are you voting for Top Gun? Yes. Yeah, you're going to fuck me. Peter, as a red-blooded male, Kelly McGinnis. I got to be honest, Pete. Wait a minute. Greg voted for Popeye. No. What? Yeah. Greg voted for Popeye. Yes. Yeah, it's three against three right now. I'm going to piss in his Cheerios later. I, all right, all right. Let's I am not forget going about to, I'm going to leave this one up to a coin. Only one of these movies is getting a sequel. Only one of these movies is getting a sequel. 30 years later. All right. Top Gun is odd. Popeye is I hate you. We're flipping a coin. Well, I'm rolling a six-sided die on Google. I hate you. Top Gun. Thank God. Thank God. Holy shit, thank God. This was one of the only ones on the list that I thought I thought was for sure, like, 100%. Like, as much as I thought that Coming to America was going to win, this one was 20 times more than that. No. That's not how it went. Well, it's not, but Top Gun won. Woo! America. Fuck yeah. I'm going uh, to... Don't forget about this. Don't forget about this. Oh, yes. <laughs> Don't forget about this. Don't forget about the paper airplane going up her leg. That was such a tight move. Nobody else, is, nobody else right. remembers that? I, yeah. Nobody? No. It's, it's so good. All right, moving on. We have... I'm glad that Top Gun advanced as it properly should. All right. I can't believe that. The Blues Brothers going up against Overboard. I'm gonna piss Justin no. off again. <laughs> yeah. Blues Brothers is not part of my childhood. Overboard has a big part of my childhood. Same. I Same. love the chemistry between Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. You know, they fell in love. They're together in real life. The whole idea of the story that she was a rich, spoiled brat, 
and he took the opportunity to mess with her and they fell in love and the whole thing with the mini golf course and just with the boys like so many good things about the movie i love overboard i'm so sad that they remade it into a piece of crap so are you are you not like taken aback by the fact that he convinces her even though she has amnesia that like they're together and then they have a relationship which is basically a felony Right. Oh, But here's the thing: she liked it, so it was okay, right? Now, see, Steph. I also vote for overboard for all the same reasons as Steph. How much would women? So now, here's the thing: Steph. Steph thinks that I'm going to hate that. And it's not true, because I'm also voting for Overboard, because I watched it 500 million times on WPIX or whatever bullshit Channel 11 was, because they played it, like, every weekend for 17 years. And they definitely did, and I watched it a bunch, too, but I'm still voting for the Blues Brothers over Overboard. Absolutely. I, I, just, I just looked to see what Overboard was, and I, I've seen this being offered by television channels often, and notice the way I'm working that. They're offering it to me. I'm fucking passing that shit up. Um, no, I don't know I'm anything about Overboard. I, I move away from it often. I'm pissed that it's there. Um, and you look brother than the Blue Brothers, man. You, you, you can't... There, there's no competition in this one from some movie that, to me, doesn't even exist to the Blue Brothers. No, Blue Brothers all the way. Blues Brothers are really good. I don't have the... I have an emotional affinity to Overboard for an irrational reason. I, I will say that I, as a movie, I think that the Blue, Blues Brothers it's, it's might be... Russell is a carpenter. No, it's nothing to do with that, because I'm also not a carpenter. I'm a woodworker. You've been to my house. I can't build a fucking deck. That's uh, what he does. So... Shut up. Kevin... <laughs> Did you call me Joseph? I did. I, I'm you haven't said anything, and I'm curious. Listen, this one is one of those ones, like, I know the Blues Brothers is one of those, like, seminal films. I don't think I've seen the Blues Brothers all the way through. I know a couple of the bits from it, and I know a couple of the lines, but I don't think I've actually seen it all the way through. And Overboard was not one of the movies of my childhood or, like, it had anything. Honestly, this is one where, like, I kind of go with, like, Greg. Rachel loves Overboard, and I think I've watched it a dozen times since her and I have been together. But neither of them hold, like, a really specific place in my heart, but Overboard I probably know more beginning to end than the Blues Brothers. So I on it, and both of them fail to me to, behind Top Gun, so, like, I honestly really don't know on this one. Um, so, I mean, I could flip a coin if it matters, but otherwise, like, I really don't have a choice. I really don't have a pick here. Mark, which one are you going for? I'm going for the Blues Brothers. Okay, it, it matters then, Kev. It does matter? It matters. Right, well, then, uh, we're going to go to the Google flip a coin here, because I... Did you vote on this one? Did you vote Blues Brothers? Oh, yeah, I, I voted. Yes, you did. You voted for Overboard. I did? You I did. I'm pretty sure you uh, did. Wrong. I don't remember Pete voting. I do. I totally didn't. 
I'm going to vote for Overboard, though, because of the same. I, I don't. I actually don't think I've ever seen the Blue, Blues Brothers. So while the idea of Overboard is a little cringy to me now as an adult, like I, I, I haven't seen the Blue Brothers. See, I, you, you, you had you mentioned overboard and saying specifically those things, and that's why I thought you were voting for overboard. So anyway, either way, we're three three. All right, so I'm gonna flip it here. Heads it will be uh, the top one. Tails will be the other one. And we've got heads, so Blues Brothers. Oh. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Neither one of them beat Top Gun for me, so I don't care. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um. Okay, so here is the curb stomping of the evening. I think there's only one person here who might vote for one of these. I think there's only one person here who knows anything about one of these. Until an hour ago. What is it? Okay, so we've got three hours ago now. The quintessential teen movie of The Breakfast Club. Going up against the against Crawl. Hold on. So let me give you some background. So as I said earlier, I sent an email out to the group going, Hey guys, what are your like childhood movies? And people sent back the movies we've discussed so far. Movies that people know. Movies that people have heard of. Mark sent back predictably some esoteric shit that, like, no one has ever fucking heard of. Like, Krull, um, Caravan, Colon, and Ewoks Adventure, Adventure, um, fucking, uh, uh, Lettered Part 6, uh, which has a, which is, which is, which is top 1% in Rotten Tomatoes' lowest, uh, rated movies. Bill Cosby rides a fucking ostrich in that movie, alright? So don't get on my head explodes because he takes a bite of a hot dog. I mean, what is Mark likes it because it's so bad. I broke off a pack of man-eating lobsters by holding partially melted sticks of butter and chanting melted butter. Mark. Oh my God, I forgot about what, that. Mark, what? Mark, what? Am I saying that really? Mark, what? What? What was the impetus for you seeing this? Please tell me you were like alone in the movie theater, and then a man came up behind you and asked you to go into an alley. After the you know, one of those movies that my father put on a lot, and that's why I saw it, and that's why it has a special place for me. Because it is so fucking absurd that it sticks with you. Listen. I understand why you like the tick now. Look, it's it's five spoof parody, and instead of James Bond going to see Q, Bill Cosby goes to see, like, this fortune teller lady that doesn't speak English, and she just hands him a bunch of random shit, and throughout the movie, each (laughs) each job gives him as its own special moment where it's just the thing he needs. Like the sticks of butter, like the hot dog. Yet, yet, you, hate, yet you hate the mouse I was just going to say, but the mouse <laughs> control for that one? What happened here? Never in letter part six is the fucking MacGuffin, a baby elephant. Okay, alright. Well, so, the so, mouse control so, is like, which of these things are you going to use to like, no, cut the wood? Are you no. going to use like a salmon... 
or a saw no. or the keys to a 1987 you're, Pinto. You're, like, let a like, here's the a thing. Seven, Pete, the problem with the mask tool is that there'll be there'll be like a double sided pencil with no eraser, which doesn't even fucking exist. Alright. Oh no, it's a giant pencil with erasers on both ends. Alright, we 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 we've we've devolved at this point. Suffice to say that I had to bring it up because Mark, of course, as I hoped he would brought his level of, like, fringe knowledge to the list. Crawl is one of those things that made it. He sent the uh, the trailer to us, and we watched it. I think we all watched it and went, huh, this is definitely shitty, but maybe I should watch it. <laughs> you definitely I would say that on the basis of the trailer alone, I would vote for it over maybe, like, a quarter of the movies that are on this bracket. But it's up against the Breakfast Club. The trailer doesn't really do that great of a job of selling it. I still want to watch it. Me, I'm in. I'm in too. No, it's got Liam Neeson in it. It does have Liam Neeson in it, and he's seven. Star Wars and the Lord of the Rings were both Blender. Can we still talk about the one I was thinking of? The fucking mountain. Okay, big bad guy is like. Uh, fucking Tim Curry in Legend. And then he holds his hand up in the sky as he walks through the football field. I love The Breakfast Club. Like, even when I was yeah. a kid and I didn't understand what they were really standing for, like, the whole concept of the movie, as I've gotten older, I've only loved it more I was and more. Say, Greg, I don't remember that part of Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I... I I think I have an interest. Like Greg, you, Greg is the other teacher in this room. In this group, I'm interested to hear your thing. I'll be honest. Once I started teaching high school, I hated the Breakfast Club a lot more. <laughs> I well, don't, like it was one of those ones. Like, you're supervising them. He's responsible for these students, and he's getting paid some sort of stipend to watch them. As he, he makes thirty-six thousand dollars a year. No fuck with him. <laughs> yes, no, no, but he's in in in, 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 in true education. If he's doing running the detention program, he's getting an additional stipend to run that program. Yes, that's true. So he is now getting paid to run a program where he's not even in the same room as the students, truly uh -huh. supervising said students. So, like, yes, I uh, as a, as an educator, I look at it like that. But for, first of all, what the fuck's crawl? Breakfast Club is an iconic classic. Oh, fucking high stop, stop. Breakfast Club. So they got detention. They had to go there on Saturday morning. They all like didn't like each other. It was so different. People had the same Come on, it was wonderful. Mark, Mark, I will say this: most of the time, Ali Sheedy's hair is covering at least one of her eyes. So, like, you got another Cyclops there. <laughs> All right, but like I get, I Mark. I know you like crawl, and this is crawl is another one of those ones that like Glenn will bring up all the time, like kind of like ironically, like oh let's watch this one because it's a and I think I one time I came, and it's it's one of those like it is it's an 
it's an 80s fantasy movie. Like, I get where it falls in there. Like, I can understand how it's enjoyable to some people. Like, it's probably one of those ones that if I had seen it at a younger age and not, like, drunk as, like, a 22-year-old and being, like, bored, like, I probably would enjoy Crawl because it would probably fall into the same kind of category as, like, Willow and stuff like that. I'm like, weird-ass fantasy that you enjoy. Crawl is better... Then, oh shit, please. What? The Breakfast Club, I dare you say it. I'm voting for Crawl in the Breakfast Club. There was no doubt in my mind. You know why? Mark? Are you voting for the Crawl because it's better than the Breakfast Club? Just say it. Crawl is on the list because Justin was like movies that had an impact on you when you were young. And it is fucking Crawl to me over the Breakfast Club. Okay. So here's the thing. Now, Yes, I, I, I respect that. And that's, again, why I asked it in the way that I did. I wanted, I wanted this type of scenario. That being said, Mark clearly had a very different childhood than we did. Um, I, think, I think everything about him speaks to that in all the ways, in all the ways that I love him. Cole is at least more than better than Masters of the Universe. Oh, eat shit and die right there. I'm me, me and my fucking He-Man underwear. But uh, Masters of the Universe is fucking terrible. It is, but it, I yeah, it's a thing I did. But the Breakfast Club, like I said, you can't. It's that teen angst. It's everyone other than Mark went through all of those emotions. <laughs> um, no, listen, I. Like I was saying to Greg before, like I was saying with Greg, like the thing with Breakfast Club with me is it it's a it's a good movie, but as I've gotten older and watched it more and more, I like it less and less every time I watch it. I'm the reverse. It does, I like it more. It, does not, it just every time I watch it, I'm just like I like like I'm like no, I get like your the kids are supposed the kids are supposed to be like stereotypes and stuff like that but I'm just like you know what I'm like you I just something about the movie just bugs me the wrong way with it now and it just no, no I'm not voting for Crow because I've only seen it once and I was probably drunk and like 20 something and it means nothing to me Breakfast Club I at least have some kind of attachment to but you, should, just, you might like hate it but you have a feeling like that I, it's like that part of you that you just don't like you know I just don't like it that much and just the thing. I'm right. the reverse of you. As, as I've gotten older, I've, I've learned to appreciate that movie more. Me too. Breakfast Club more every time I've seen it. And, like, there's definitely a character in there for everyone that they can identify with, even if it's, like, the principal or the janitor. Like, as I've gotten older, I think, like, I, I used to identify with, like, um, Anthony Michael Hall, and now I'm pretty sure I think I was really Alice Sheedy in high school. And it, it's been revealing for me to continue to watch it as I get old. So I... All due respect to Crawl in the place that it holds and clearly like the core of Mark's psyche. Um, I, I asked him over Listen, the spider lady is a fucking mindfuck when you're under the age of 10. I, there's no question that you've been shaped by the experience of this movie. <laughs> um, none of us know what you're talking about. Yet. Steph, are you going to come out of left field and go crawl on this one all of a sudden? Because then you really will be the gatekeeper. Steph, come on. You it looks... Oh, my. <laughs> no, 
I mean, I can't argue with John Hughes' movie. All right. He's like, that, that will be my choice pretty much every time. And especially since I didn't know what Crawl was until a couple hours ago. I got to go with Breakfast Club. So, Jenny, you're clearly going to go for Crawl, right? No. Okay. All right, well, I think uh, That is a hard pass. I think we're six to one against Crawl. I'm sorry, Mark, but you know what? This worked out exactly how I wanted it to. This next one is going to be a shitstorm. This next one is going to be a shitstorm. This one I got issues with. We got Return of the Jedi going up against Ghostbusters. Can I? I'll start. I want to. I want to start this one. Not only, okay. not only do I not care about Star Wars movies, I don't like them. Um, at all. I have no... Barry Fisher's coke nail in. Wait, am I correct? Return of the Jedi has, like, heavy Lando? Yeah. Or is that Empire Strikes Back? No, I'm pretty sure that's... that's I'm pretty... I, I'm not the one well-versed on this. I'm pretty sure it's heavy Lando. Return of the Jedi is the one with the Ewoks. Not Cloud yeah. City, Empire Strike. Yeah, I, I know Mark. We all know Mark loves the Ewoks. Uh... <laughs> they made a whole movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that song too. That there were. I hear there was a ca- I hear there was a caravan. Um, I uh, some adventure and shit. But the uh, I don't like Star Wars. I don't. I, it's not even just I, I. I think they're okay. I. I really. I've never seen one and and really gave a shit about anything that was happening. And on top of that, I love Ghostbusters. Like, full blown loved the movie. Um, as as you can tell by the reference I made between Mark and my wife, which is making me more uncomfortable as time moves on. Um, but it, it it's one hundred percent Ghostbusters for me. All day, every day, no matter what. This is this is an easy thing for me too, and I know that like everyone was soon because I'm the resident geek. Like Return of the Jedi would be my thing, but I am a Trekkie to my core, and Ghostbusters <laughs> is an amazing movie. I've never had like much of an affinity. The Star Wars movies are fine, but I've never had any affinity for them. Whereas Ghostbusters, like if someone asks you if you're a god, you, you say, say yes. Yes. And uh, it's Ghostbusters all the way for me. Starts Return of the Jedi is already down by two. Listen, I'm going to make it a third for the Ghostbusters because honestly, of the original trilogy, Jedi is not as good as New Hope or Empire. Empire is the is the is a great sequel and possibly one of the best sequels that of anybody's ever made for anything. But Ghostbusters is really really good it's such an incredible movie um the cast is fantastic and as we've talked about there's a thousand different quotes that you can pull from ghostbusters i think it's great i'm going with ghostbusters over jedi every time yeah i'm also going with ghostbusters over jedi um i i like i like star wars i don't love star wars i don't have to watch star wars or get the gear or anything like that um but Oh man! Is you people better show Warwick Davis some love when Willow comes up? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I Ghostbusters for the win over here. Listen, he was grip hooked to me, and that's where he stands. Okay, Mark. What did you do, Greg? <laughs> Great. Recently, watched a documentary on the making of Ghostbusters, 
and it just made me appreciate the movie even more. Well, my dad is a huge Star Wars fan, and he will probably be very upset for me not picking them, but the, the second set were more for my childhood than the first set, so, you know, I love Ghostbusters, I love the sequel, I have to go Ghostbusters. Greg, we haven't heard from you, Mike. You're making some faces over there. I gotta hear something from you. I, I'm, a, I'm a little upset that, that um, one of the three Star Wars classics didn't even get a vote yet. Um, it, it shocks me, but I understand because Ghostbusters is an enormous film in my life, too. Um, I'm, I'm voting for Return of the Jedi just because none of you fuckers did so far. Um, and, but I will say it was, it was something that was going to be up for a tough debate for me. But now that none of you guys voted for it, it's a clear vote for me because it deserves at least something. Um, I love um, Star Wars. And I was never a huge um, Star Wars fan. But uh, the Ghostbusters original one made such an impact. The... The car that they drove, e- Egon, was that the guy's name? Yeah, yeah. But the fact that none of you guys yeah. voted for one of the Star Wars classics, I'm voting for it. All right. Respect. Greg, I get where you're coming from, and I completely respect that I understand. As one of the other, it, it seems like me and you might be the only two that really enjoy Star Wars out of the, out of the crew of the most, or at least enjoy it more than some of the other folks. Would you agree with me that Jedi is is the weakest of the three original? Um, yes, I will. I will say that. Okay, so that's really where I was coming from with that. Is that Ghostbusters is that much is that good? If we had been talking Ghostbusters versus Empire, that'd be no, a completely different conversation. Empire wins that. That would be a way harder conversation to have. I have five to one right now. Uh, Ghostbusters, don't die, Pete. Um, Pete definitely has COVID. Uh, five to one. Who who didn't I get? Who, uh, I didn't vote yet. Okay, cool. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. But you can tell me what you think. Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah, a real Ghostbusters. That's another one that they made into a cartoon. So how, how can you not pick something? I, I feel like Stephanie is overly influenced by cartoons of these movies. Oh, now. Because. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. The classic. Which is my other favorite Star Wars character beyond Wilford Brimley, which is Beyond. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jefferson Starship. I'm pretty sure if Mark, if Mark has one more beer, he turns into a gremlin. Um, okay. Hey, guys. Guess what? We finished the, the top half of the first round. So here's my question, Justin. Do we plow through and do the top and do the bottom half and then do a second round the next time, or do we want to keep going with the second round? We we have to uh, have to we we have to get to a we have to get to the last round we we have to we have to plow. No, okay, yeah, so, I'm, I'm saying we plow through the, the the bottom half of the bracket, and that way when we come back to this, like the arguments over the individual movies will be fresh. 
I like that idea. Wait yeah, a second. I've been doing a little research. So wait, you want what we normally do is we go through we go through a thirty-two. I know what we normally do. I'm yeah. saying yeah. do the opposite. Right. I wanted to confirm with what you said because it made less sense to me. Why would the arguments? Why would the arguments be fresh in our minds when we went through the whole fucking thing? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the arguments will be more impassioned when we come back to it and revisit it again in a week because we won't be like, I said that two and a half hours ago. It's going to be like, no, well, this is the hell that I'm going to die of. This will be the vote. This will be my vote against that, and I love that we're doing this live. It took us two hours to get through get through the first top part of this. It'll take less time to go through the the the, the arguments in another direction. Yes. Justin, can I ask you, you got a hot date or something? What the fuck you got going on? Actually, yes. <laughs> but you're going to go play COD with... Listen, you're going to go play COD with Pete, so, like, both of your options here are occupied, so... Well, do you have another Do you have another two hours and 15 minutes? Because that's how long it's taken us to get through this half. Oh, cool. Thanks for the extra editing. I love that. Uh... <laughs> It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I'm only kidding. Say, no, no, I'm only kidding. That was a joke. It doesn't take anything. I mean, okay, whatever you guys want to do. I mean, hey, we can just stop right now if you want to. We could do because even if we go tomorrow too, it's still going to take us another hour. Uh, let's let's. My vote is to go to go through the top part down to the round of four. That's gonna, by my experience, that'll take us another half hour. I, I would tend to agree that. Okay, fine. We'll do, it. we'll do it as normal. Justin, if you want, you can cut the whole thing, the whole argument out. No, I, I'm not definitely not cutting anything out. I mean, the less I can okay. do, the better. Um, I feel like the fans yeah. enjoy enjoy these moments. I I, I would normally agree because normally we get through the first round like an hour and fifteen to an hour and thirty. And if we did that, I would I would roll through the whole first round. But we this has been the most fun I've had, but simultaneously we've all had something to say, which has extended our, our stay. Yes. Alright, so let's go back to the top of round two here. Let's go back to the top of the half of the bracket. We've got, moving out of the first round, we've got Gremlins, the number one seed, going up against the 33, Back to the Future. Discuss. Um, I'm going to give the notice. You voted for Huey Lewis. Okay, cool. Hey, Viola, because Huey Lewis needs time to create. That's the best argument I've heard. <laughs> Back to the Future. I think, I think Back to the Future is definitely just a more complete, iconic, awesome movie that then again. Gremlins is fine, uh, but Back to the Future is amazing. I'll go for Back to the Future. Yeah. I said before, Back to the Future wins the entire competition for me. So, and we haven't got there yeah. yet. The only reason that Who Framed Roger Rabbit exists is because Back to the Future was a success. What? You'll have to explain that again later. I can't go into that right now. Mark. All right. I'll go. I know I voted for both of these in their respective, round, in their respective first round matchups. 
I like Gremlins, but like I mentioned, Back to the Future is comfort food for me. Gremlins was cool, and it definitely iconic in what it did and how it sent things forward. But Back to the Future was, has that nostalgia factor for me, and did a lot of and set the tone for a lot of other things to come. So I'm going Back to the Future. McFly. Of course, I'm going to vote for freaking Back to the Future. Uh, Gremlins was great. It scared the crap out of me the first time I watched it. It was a scary movie. But it does not compare to what, like, Biff picking on McFly and then McFly freaking taking the crap out of him in the parking lot and getting the girl. Like, it was good. It is. Yeah, you know. Yes. 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 Very gross. When, when Biff stopped the incest with and cut the rape, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to fix that. <laughs> I never looked at it that way. It's hilarious. I mean, in that weird, sick way. But uh, I, it has to be Back to the Future. I voted for Gremlins too, Gremlins as well. But it's uh, Back to the Future is a superior movie in almost every way to the Gremlins. Okay, it's back to the for me as well. Greg, do you have a Greg? You went Back to the Future. I think we all did. Yeah. Seven all nothing. Right. Next matchup, we have Everoth oh. Dead going up against Eight Balls. Oh man. Better off, dead. better off Dead made an easy pass out of the first round because I just really disliked Annie and the and the music and the musical and stuff. And as I mentioned when we talked about Spaceballs, Spaceballs is part of the fabric of my being. I have to vote with Spaceballs. I'm with you a hundred percent. I'm gonna no, it's not even for a conversation. Come to desert, uh, Spaceballs wins. No, for me it's better off yeah, Dead. I'm better off dead. What? Really? Uh, over Spaceballs, Jenny? Oh, Ultimately, yes. Wow. Mel Brooks is rolling over at his grave. No, I don't know. John Cusack. We ain't found shit. Spaceballs. <laughs> I, I, I love Better Off Dead. It's a fantastic movie, but I don't think it can hold the candle to Spaceballs. He only took 286 space bucks for lunch gas and stoles. I think of all of us, this is like I'm the most conflicted by this. I I really, 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 really like Better Off Dead, but when I think when I think about like both quotes and which movie I want to sit down and watch again, nobody it's space balls. It's got to be space balls. I feel bad, but it's space balls. He shot my hair. Son of a bitch shot my hair. We'll give her back her old nose. Six, no. six to one space balls. That's the kind of combination an idiot would have on his look. Dr. Slotkin, give her a... Dr. Slotkin, go work on your putts. <laughs> All right. This next one is Field of Dreams going up against Beetlejuice. You couldn't have two more different movies here. Yeah, oh, this is like man. really, really different cuts of cloth here. Um, you know, it's this is a really t- this one. Um, I know I made a really impassioned plea for Beetlejuice in the last round. Field of Dreams definitely holds a special spot in my heart, but I think I gotta go with Beetlejuice again. Like it's. Just what it did going forward is way more 
than what Field of Dreams did. Field of Dreams has one of the most iconic, like one of those lines that will live in movie history forever, like, you know? But I think Beetlejuice just did so much for filmmaking in general. So I'm voting Beetlejuice. Um, I, I am going to back up Beetlejuice. I might get divorced over this, but... The uh, Be- Beetlejuice, I think, is for for my for my personality. I think they're both really well made films, but of the two, I would much prefer to watch Beetlejuice than Feel the Dreams. I love Feel the Dreams a lot, but it's just more the type of movie that I would I would be want to sit down and watch. Quality of film, Field of Dreams takes it over Beetlejuice for me, but it's a very emotional. So just for the fact that Beetlejuice like would make me laugh. And it's so much fun. I will pick Beetlejuice. Over. Okay. Okay. I will pick Beetlejuice as well. I'll pick Beetlejuice as well. I also vote for Beetlejuice because Field of Dreams also led to the Postman. What does Kevin vote? Is it that you just really hate Kevin Costner? Is that what this is? No, but Field of Dreams is what, like, the success of Field of Dreams is what emboldened Kevin Costner to make both Waterworlds and The Postman. But he also made Dances with Wolves. Yes, it was the success of Dances with Wolves and Field of Dreams that led to the further garbage. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you trying to tell me that Dances with Wolves is garbage? No. I'm saying Dances with Wolves did really well, and that led to both Waterworld and The Postman. That was not the question. I didn't ask if it did well. I asked if it wasn't garbage. I, I, I've never seen it. Really? What? Okay. Pete, I just want to know what, what you would pick. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm actually torn about this, but since I think it's six nothing, I will just give Field of Dreams the uh, token vote that I think it deserves for being a really good stuff. But I completely get where everyone's coming from. This one is going to be soul crushing. Yeah. 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 This nope. next one, this next one literally rips apart by beating. Uh-huh. Princess Bride and the Christmas Story go head to head, and oh my God. I don't have the attachment all of you do to Christmas Story, so it's very easy for me to pick Princess Bride because, in my core, that is one of my all-time favorite movies. For me, this is essentially picking, am I picking my own personal being versus my family? Like, that that's what it feels like, to, like what I'm picking, right? Am I picking family and history and nostalgia for that versus my own personal feelings on it? Like, because personal... Princess Bride is me, whereas Christmas Story is family time. That's like the embodiment of family time and all hanging out. Can I jump in on what you're saying, though? Because I feel, I feel a lot of similar feelings. But I'm, I'm going to tell you why I made my decision. I made my decision based upon I would only watch A Christmas Story on Christmas Day. And then, yes, I will watch it every Christmas. Every Christmas for the rest of my life, I will watch that movie, and I'm fine with that. But I would only watch that movie... If it was Christmas Day, and that's it. And I would watch Princess Bride if it were on tonight. If I was looking through the channels and I saw Princess Bride, I would absolutely watch it tonight. Ah, so I'll go for Princess Bride. Yep, right then. Yeah. Great point. I mean, for me, it was Christmas Story was 
once a year. It was, like I said, it was Christmas, and then also when they did Christmas in July on TBS, because they were bored. You know, like, so it was like always that. Princess Bride is like ruined through so much of the stuff of my life. Like, I think I have to go with Princess Bride on the Christmas story. All right. So, I think we've we've got two for we've got two uh, three for Princess Bride so far, Justin. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I'm at. I'm sure Pete's going Princess Bride, which will make my my vote uh, move point. I, I I am. I mean, Princess Bride. One of the songs when we we had sung at our wedding. Uh, both of these movies are fantastic movies. They're both so well made. They're both a part, like an important part of like even my psyche. Even though I didn't really like go for Princess Story in the last uh, Christmas Story in the last round, but Princess Bride is just a fantastic, quotable movie. And I, 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 I can't, I can't think of Christmas story over it. So yeah, I'll vote it for Princess Bride. Your, your, your opinions vote. Yeah, it, I, I'm also gonna vote Princess Bride for this. Kevin has the same, same feeling I do. I, I watch with my family every year. I don't ever turn it on, other than that day, and that day makes it a ton of fun. So, Princess Bride's got to win, sadly for me, a little bit, but. Princess Bride is me. I got five for Princess Bride. I don't know who else didn't vote. I might have just been... I, uh, I, I didn't vote. I'm voting for A Christmas Story. The Princess Bride is a great movie. It's definitely an improvement over the novel that it's based upon. Uh, definitely some key changes towards the end of the story that make the movie much better than the novel. But uh, the, the ending especially, yeah. Yeah. The ending in the book is completely different. Yeah. If you want, if you want to, like, to be depressed, total mindfuck when you read it. Oh, yeah. the, the, the 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 pill that Miracle Max makes in the book, like, immediately like brings the Dread Pirate Roberts back to life, but it's only temporary. He's gonna die again. Mm -hmm. They're They're gonna the go through the whole, the whole thing. In a paragraph at the end, when that happens, Buttercup's horse throws a shoe, uh, Inigo's wound reopens, and then something happens to um, Andre the Giant's character. I forget what it was. And they all have to be screwed. That's depressing as fuck. So, all right, oh. Jen, all right, Jen, follow that nonsense oh, up. Sorry. No, it's great. It, 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 I don't like it. Well, this one crushes my soul. But I think I'm going to say, because I would only watch it once a year, I'm going to have to go with Princess Bride, because I, I only watch Christmas Story 24 hours once a year. All right. Princess Bride, you 6 to 1. Princess Bride over the course of a year. I've watched it a lot, actually. It's one of my faves. All right. So i got to be honest with this next one. If, if it's not 7 nothing, I'm, I'm really not sure about some of you. <laughs> no, Mark's gonna vote for the Henderson. So this next one is Harry. No, no I'm going up against the naked gun. I am the person that remembers which movie is which. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I voted for Sasquatch only for the fact that it was Sasquatch, and I had nothing going on in the last one. Naked Gun for me beats the crap out of Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, it's every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Is anyone going to roll Harry and the Hendersons? Anybody? No. <laughs> Having finally realized which movie is which, I can I can confidently say it's Enrico Palazzo. 
There you go. Okay. Seven yeah. seven nothing naked gun. Alright. For me, the, so the next match that we have going up is the three amigos comes up against Clue. Um I know I went up for three amigos against the Burbs because I think the Burbs is trash. Um but Clue hammers the three amigos so hard. So, so hard. Clue hammers the three amigos. I know we talked about the great cast that the three amigos has. The cast is so incredible. Even though it's such a small cast in Clue, all of them are incredible. It's so, so good. I Clue wins this one for me. I agree with Kevin. 100% it's Clue. Uh, I'm going for Clue, but I, I think it's closer. I, I think it's closer than you're making it out to be. I think Clue has um, much more enjoyable pacing, and ultimately the cast just um, totally shines. Well, See, to, to me, Pete, Pete, like to like to go what you said, like to me, like if I'm scrolling through channels or something, and I come across the Three Amigos, I might watch for a couple minutes and then I'll go away. If I come across Clue, I'm stopping, I'm putting the remote down, and I'm watching it till the end, no matter where it is. It could be two minutes in, it could be 55 minutes in, I'm watching it to the end, all three endings, I don't care. Yeah. I hear you. I haven't, you know, I haven't sat down and watched Three Amigos in a while, um, so I would choose to do that over Clue right now, because literally we watched Clue two days ago. My daughter actually loves it, and she probably should absolutely not be watching it. Uh, no, she probably, no, that's How old yeah. is she now? She's like seven? Eight? Eight. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that that'll that'll go that'll 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 go over well. Um, therapy later. Therapy later is going to be way more interesting. Thanks to that. Um, but the uh, I have to. I also have to go clue because again, I think that the, the Three Amigos is like a. It's very funny because of the actors playing the roles, but it's also less interesting in terms of plot and storyline. Watching it the first time around. And even watched it, watching it subsequent times. I've, I've seen Three Amigos multiple times, thanks to Glenn, once again. And I still would, I would much rather watch Clue. I mean, Mrs. Peacock alone is worth worth watching Clue repeatedly. Oh, yeah. I had to stop her from screaming. So, That's surprising to me. I think, I think we're, I think we're seven. in Washington, D.C., very familiar in Cantonese cuisine. Are, are we seven nothing? Clue is that a thing? Yeah, Kelly's. Yeah. Um, I, I I have nothing to contribute to either of these movies, so you guys can I'm Clue okay. for sure. That's okay. I can only see the very top of Jen's head, which is odd, but awesome. <laughs> there you go. I got that. All right. So Clue moves on as we start moving down to the bottom of the bottom of the top half. You've got Top Gun coming up against the Blues Brothers. Ugh. Again, two movies I've never seen, and since I wound up being in the tank for Top Gun last time, I'm going to vote Blues Brothers randomly. So you Top Gun fans can dig yourself out of that hole. I'm going Top Gun over Blues Brothers. I'm going to vote Blues Brothers right away, too. I'm going to vote for the Blues Brothers. Oh, God damn it. Listen, I went Top Gun straight up. Like, Top Gun is one of those fundamental movies for me. I knew you were going to go Top Gun. My vote is always going to be for the absurdist comedy over the American Armed Forces masturbation. God damn it. 
Listen, they straight up said that they had to limit the number of ads that they wanted to do with Top Gun for the U.S. Navy because basically the whole movie is an ad for the U.S. Navy. Holy fuck. I can't believe it just happened. Justin, <laughs> I feel you on that. I, I'm with you on that. The Blue I'm Brothers is a very good movie. But wouldn't Top Gun be Air Force? I could know. They're Navy pilots. They are exactly. Yes. They are not oh. Air Force pilots. They're Navy pilots. Top Gun is a We're Navy not thing. Carrier. That's right. Part of the NES game landing on the fucking aircraft carrier. Yeah. Yo. You can post the tower. And I did that shit with a. I did that shit with a power glove. Liar. I did. I did it. Liar. Nope. I did. So bad. This is a lie that you tell yourself. <laughs> No, it is not. I did it All one right. time after like 200 tries. <laughs> I'm going to call you wizard. I am. I am. I have to. All right. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Not that interesting, Kevin. In, in oh, the 1980s no. first Savage Vehicle, that was just a glorified 90-minute advertisement for Super Mario Bros. 3. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Video Armageddon. Uh, um, All right. So the last second round matchup that we have is the Breakfast Club going up against Ghostbusters. This is rough. This is the worst one yet. This is the worst one. This is fantastic and completely different movies. This is this is pretty easy. As I mentioned before in the last round, like despite the fact that I went for Breakfast Club over Crawl because Crawl is Crawl, um, you know, Ghostbusters beats the crap out of the Breakfast Club. I just, I just want to point out that Mark is broken in all the best possible ways. <laughs> yeah, you have your prototypical jock. You got your prototypical dirtbag. You got your prototypical like freaky girl. You popular girl, and they all somehow end up finding this mutual bond between this experience that they have together. No, Breakfast Club wins this one, even though Ghostbusters is a great movie. Um, I'm going Breakfast Club. So what Greg is saying is that he's voting based on the least likelihood of things to happen. <laughs> See, I disagree. Over a giant marshmallow man in the city. Yes, it's much more likely than Slimer coming into your house. 
the way my kid is making random things right now, I don't think that, you know, the possibility of Slimer popping into my house is that bad. <laughs> it's 2020, man. Anything can happen from here on out. All right. What was the name of the call? Right now, we got three to one Breakfast Club. I am severely on the fence between these. So anybody that hasn't voted yet, please go. I have to say Ghostbusters had a much bigger impact from my childhood than Breakfast Club. So I have to go with Ghostbusters. And especially because of the cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So who hasn't gone? Yeah, well, I mean, plus there was the episode of the cartoon where there was a bunch of werewolves and vampires, and they were fighting each other, and the werewolves were growing vampire wings, and the vampires were, like, turning into werewolves because they were fighting each other. Hey, Mark, I know, like, you're you're really (laughs) good... Because of that, Twilight became a thing. You're really good at a lot of shit, Mark, and the fact that that's stored, stored somewhere, if you could dump that, if you could dump that knowledge and just, just shit it out. You would be like fifty percent better at everything you do. I'm I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right, Jen. Go ahead. We're we're three three right now. Breakfast club. Uh, I gotta say, I'm disappointed in you guys. Uh, I was on the fence, and I'm glad you went Breakfast Club. I, I had gone Ghostbusters in my mind, which is why I clicked. Uh, and didn't vote yet, didn't tell people, but I had gone Ghostbusters, and I felt bad about it, and I'm really glad that Breakfast Club won, because of the two movies, that one is a a deeper movie, I think. Yes. Alright, so are we gonna go through the round of eight here? One more round. One more round. One more round, okay. So this... Now we're starting to get really rough because now we've got nothing but uh, eight plus films here. Yeah. All right. So this round, this third round matchup, we've got Back to the Future going up against Spaceballs. Wow. I, I hate this, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but because these are two fantastic films, um, I'm going to vote for Back to the Future because I think Spaceballs is. is a fantastic parody, but Back to the Future is a solid original script. Yeah, I I can't vote against Back to the Future. As I said, I think it is the best 80 movies for me of all of them. So as good as Spaceballs is, I agree with Pete. The originality, using the DeLorean for the time machine, replacing Eric Stoltz, like everything they did was pure perfection. Somehow they made incest funny. Like, right. Very Jenny, Jenny, to be fair, <laughs> up until up until about 2008, attempted rape was always funny. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you said replacing her. Oh, it's like, she was like, yeah, you got five minutes into the movie, and then all of a sudden there was a different Marty McFly there. Like, that's only something that is common knowledge, because 30 fucking years have gone by now. <laughs> Listen, I gotta say, to, for, to take, for, I understand that Back to the Future is a, great, is a great movie, and I really do like it. It's one of my favorite, it's a really, really great movie. Really good parody, and really good satire, 
takes a very special mind, and a, and you have to be super creative to do it. It is not something that's easy to do, and 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 I think we all recognize that. Spaceballs is so good because it pokes all the right fun, not just at the space movies that Star Wars are, but all the different things in the American pop culture at the time, all the things in general that are just so ubiquitous. He, Mel Brooks, has a way to pull all that stuff together and coalesce it into fantastic films in all of his, but Spaceballs particularly does a great job of it. I think it's fantastic, and I have to vote for Spaceballs over Back to the Future as one of my favorite movies all time, like quintessential to my being. I, I'm gonna agree with what you said and Juno it back onto you. I think in terms of the writing of these scripts, yes, like good parody is extraordinarily difficult. But you could have made a mistake with the Spaceballs movie, and it still would have been a fantastic, fantastic film. If they had made any kind of significant mistake with Back to the Future, the whole script would have fallen apart. Okay. I, under, I understand where you're coming from. I don't think you're wrong. I'm saying that's, that's just my reasoning for, for a really picking one over the other in a really close go. No. Listen, I, I really get I understand where you're coming from. Here's another thing for Spaceballs that I think is outstanding is the number of layers that are in there that you get that the fact that I'm watching it still at this point yeah, you know, I'm 35. I've been probably watched it since I was like 10. You're 37. No. Right? Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Listen, hashtag hashtag Mark knows everything. <laughs> Mark, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh no, you're only a year younger than me, Kevin. <laughs> Whatever. You get the idea. I've been watching it for I've been watching it for a cold, I've been watching it for 20 plus years, and I'm still finding new things and still finding new ways to enjoy that movie. I feel like I've really gotten everything to get out of Back to the Future. I might be wrong, but I feel like I've seen it all. I've seen that whole movie and gotten every lay of it, but Spaceballs keeps finding new things to be funny to me, and I think that's really incredible. The, the moment when you're on, like, your fifth watch through of, like, Back to the Future and you realize the Twin Pines Mall became the Lone Pine Mall and all of those little details. Listen, I, I agree with you, Pete. And, like, one of my favorite lines in Back to the Future is when the when the guy picks up the phone and he's calling. And he goes, "Yeah, it's your cousin, Bob and Mary." I didn't get that the first time. Yeah. I agree with you. Like there are definitely different jokes that I didn't get the first time through with Back to the Future. And I know I saw the Lone Pine versus Twin Pines thing. Like I get that, but Spaceballs, like I did that so many different times. And it's not just finding the Spaceballs the whatever. Getting the different jokes, like it's so many different things on there. It's Spaceballs is so incredibly written. It's such a good movie. All right, I, I currently have two to one Spaceballs. I either uh, I either went unconscious no, or. Sorry, that was a lie. Two to one, Back to the Future. Yes. Anybody no, else? Spaceballs. You got John Candy. My mug. Half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. Pizza the Hunt. He ate himself to death. This is Mercedes. That's right. It's her Royal Highness's mashed luggage, and she wouldn't leave without it. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, the special. That's what I ordered. Change my order to the two. Hello, my lady. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. 
Kelly's, where are you at? Back to the future. Not again. I, I think this might be the toughest one we've had so far. Yeah. Um, it's rough. But I also think I have a clear answer to it. Um, I love both of these movies, and I can tell you stories about both of these movies, uh, specifically about what I love about them. But I... It's in Spaceballs. I'm going to for Spaceballs. Oh, wow. wow. All right, so... Thank you, Greg. I was worried uh, I was going to have to, like... I really, really, like, really, really wanted you to vote for Back to the Future, because now I'm the deciding vote. And yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. This this puts me in a tough position. Justin, this decides whether or not you sleep downstairs in your brew house or you get to go upstairs to sleep in your bed. <laughs> pretty pretty close. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest. or ludicrous speed. It's your choice. Obviously, it's going flat. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Even in the future, nothing works. This, Do you have a fucking capacitor or no? I have to be honest. I'm, I'm probably this is probably the last time that you guys are ever going to see me again. But I'm going to vote for Spaceballs. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're dead to yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm divorcing you. Wow. Well, well, well. uh, let me explain why. And not that this is going to matter for anybody. Anybody here? Let's it's, hear it. it's more for the listeners. The reason why we got on this here ship. I think the writing of Spaceballs is better. The dialogue writing of Spaceballs is better than the dialogue writing of Back to the Future. I think the story of Back to the Future is better than Spaceballs. But let's be honest. When you hear, when you see actors doing their work, the dialogue matters and it, laughing matters. And, and they're, they're both excellent movies. And it's sad they had to meet here. They probably should have met the finals. But the... Spaceballs wins because of the fact that I can quote the whole movie and Back to the Future, and, and it's funny, and Back to the Future is more interesting in plot, but doesn't work as much from an emotional standpoint for me. Listen, I get you on that, and I'm glad that you saw the light and went the right way. So, yeah, um, can I sleep at your house, Kev? <laughs> Yeah, man. I got a spare bed. Alright, cool. I'll sleep next to Pops. Let him know. Just have him roll over. Um, What's really funny about this is that Steph's face is frozen on my screen, and it is a scowl. Yes. <laughs> Me too, yeah. It's also <laughs> frozen on my screen. Down, but she hasn't moved for 30 seconds, and she's just really angry. That's, that's not a frozen screen, man. She's pissed. <laughs> she's not talking, which is upsetting me. Uh, oh, 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 she left. She left. She's out of here. That's it. She's locking the door upstairs. Just uh, I'm gonna call her phone. I'm gonna call call her phone real quick. Eleven fifty-two p.m. Over. We can note it. Back to the future and space balls. Possible to just put her fist through the laptop. I'm gonna call her house phone. <laughs> you can call your house. Is that gonna wake up your son? He's Are at my parents' house. Line? Wait, Justin, you have a landline? I had, no, it's in, it's internet. It's not an actual. I have landline. a landline. I was born in the seventies. Leave me alone. Same. I have a landline. I have an extra cell phone that lives in my kitchen. 
Maybe she. Maybe she died. She's not picking. No. Steph didn't pick up. She might have died. The cat's looking at her. It's okay. I'm gonna go upstairs. <laughs> Oreo's gonna be gnawing on her. All right. Well, guys, start thinking about this next one because this next one is not an easy one either. We have Beetlejuice coming up against the Princess Bride. Oh. This, this one's easy for me. I'm voting for Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Beetlejuice is a fantastic movie, but the Princess Bride has got to take it. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about that one. There's really no thought in this one for me. Wow. You're ready. Okay. Mark, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I, I have to vote for the Princess Bride over Beetlejuice. Wow, it's over. Wow, that flew through. I, I agree. Like, I, I'm i going Princess Bride also, but I, I thought there would be a little bit more of a resistance to, to do it, but that was surprising. Um... Oh, wait, she's coming back. She's back. Hey, hi, Steph. Welcome back. Uh, you know what? I lost internet at the very same moment. I, I called... 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 Yo, I called... That was me... That was me calling the house phone to ask if I could come upstairs. And I was trying to get back online. No, you can't. Okay. Sorry. Alright, wait. I'm going to video game repeat tonight. <laughs> Seven. He has like five months worth of beer down there. He doesn't need to go upstairs. So, listen, five months is a stretch. Uh, seven nothing Beetlejuice is that? Is seven nothing Princess Bride over Beetlejuice? Are you voting for anybody else, Steph? No, I'm voting for Princess Bride, of course. Okay. All right. Okay. So as we move to the bottom half. We've got the Naked Gun going up against Clue. I'm glad that we're starting to pair the ridiculous together as well. Like, I'll Honestly, as much as I love Clue, I'm with you. But just just the whole shit that happens in the ballpark, let alone the beaver situation and everything else in Naked Gun. Yeah, like the Naked Gun is is a much better movie than Clue. Clue is kitschy. And has a great cast and has a lot of good moments, but the Naked Gun is a masterpiece from Liam Neeson. Uh, not Liam Neeson, not him. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Thank you. Liam Neeson is an old guy who could barely, right, should barely. Oh, you already voted out Paul. Okay, we can't carry Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson has a particular set of skills that would have made the Naked Gun a completely different movie. It, it would have, but you, but you know what's funny? You, you wouldn't believe him anyway. That's right. I have to go with Clue here. You talked, Justin, you said it for the exact reasons that you said, like, why it's so good. That's why. Because the cast of Clue kicks the crap out of the cat. Like, the overall cast is so good. Naked Gun is good. It has some good cameos. It has some good bit parts. Yeah, and Leslie Nielsen does a fantastic job in that movie. But the whole cast, top to bottom, is amazing in Clue. The jokes are nonstop in Clue. They are all over the place, and they are 
they, there are slapstick jokes, there are jokes that are deeper, there are so many different levels, and you can run down the hall with the candlestick, and you can do all the different parts with Clue. For me, Clue is one of those movies I've seen so many dozens of times. It has to be Clue. This is the one and only time you're going to hear me say this. I completely agree with Justin. Wow. Justin, I guess you do get to get let back upstairs. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with Clue. I'm going to go with Clue. I think it's brilliant. Uh, um, I'm glad it made it this far, even though job. I don't think I voted it earlier on. I'm very glad it made it this far. It's always been a favorite. Me and my brother and my sister quote it constantly to each other. And it, it never ceases to be amazing. So I'm going with Clue. Uh, all right. I'm interested to see Mark take on this one. Mark, where are you falling on this one? I'm going to Naked Young. And look, Clue is a great movie. I love it. But Leslie Nielsen is such a great straight man that I have to vote for him. Wait, you, you think Leslie Nielsen's a straight man? Yes, he is. I don't know. He's gyrating behind the plate and punching people out. I think he plays both. What? No, no. Mark, Justin, I know he does something silly. He he does a silly thing there, but the majority of the movie, he's the straight man because he's just going on like things are business as normal, whereas the rest of the world is like pulling the shit around him. He's well, by far the straight man. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but... but the fact that he's being the straight man almost makes him the not the straight man because everything else is falling yeah, apart and like, he's pretending it's not. The absurdity of the whole movie, like, look, like, he gets really into pumping um, the, the baseball game or what have you, but, like, all the other absurd shit that happens to him, like, all the stuff with Priscilla yeah. Presley, where he's just, like, he's deadpan, yeah. yeah. All of it, it is so fucking funny to me. Like, it, it is... That, it's hysterical. Like, no, the movie. I, the movie's hilarious. I just, I took, I, I, I didn't necessarily see it as straight man, but I see where you're coming from. It's hilarious. Steph, what are you going to vote for? I already said I agree with you. I'm voting for making fun. Okay, that's fine. I'm missing people. I wasn't paying attention. Um, I haven't heard from either of the Kellys on this one. Oh, yeah. Jen said Clue. Oh, oh, I said Clue. Yeah, I said I said making gun. Okay. I currently have okay. three for Clue and two for Naked Gun. Let me know if I'm behind on this. I th- yeah. I th- I'm, I'm voting for Clue, and I, I, unless I'm mistaken, I think it's four three Naked Gun, but I think he needs to pull everyone. Yeah, it's, it's Clue or Naked Gun. Okay. So I'm Clue, Jen's Clue, Kevin's Clue, right? Yes. And then everyone else is Naked Gun. Yes. Two Hamptons, a Williams, and, a, and one Kelly. Yeah. Naked Gun. All right. Our last one for tonight. Ooh, that's a heartbreaker for me. I really feel bad about that one. Yeah. All right. This last one, we've got the Blues Brothers versus the Breakfast Club. I feel extraordinarily strongly about this, that, that the Breakfast Club is a better movie than the Blues Brothers. I do not deny how brilliant the, the Blues Brothers is in terms of a comedy, how great the duo is. They're amazing. The Breakfast Club speaks to me more as a movie, and I would much rather watch The Breakfast Club than Blues Brothers. I hate agreeing with him, 
but I'm going to. I don't agree with them exactly. I, I, I just think that The Breakfast Club is a better movie overall. Blues Brothers, the relationship between the two of them is so wonderful, and they really pull it off. They are a great tandem, but um, no, it's the dynamic between the four of them that they create, and The Breakfast Club is my vote. See, like, I'm not, like, super well-versed on The Breakfast Club, Greg, but I'm pretty sure there's five kids. There is. Isn't there four? There's five. Yeah. I don't know. Rock, the princess, the criminal, the freak, and the nerd. The nerd. The nerd. How do you feel? Nerds! Don't forget Brandon and Nigel. So, yeah. It's still your time. Breakfast Club. We got got three for Breakfast Club. Club. Three. I know Kev Kev is definitely not going for Breakfast Club. Four for Breakfast Club. Ooh. Over Brothers, Breakfast Club had more of an effect on me. I've seen it more. Um, I honestly... I'm ambivalent on either of these. I guess Breakfast Club I would pull for over Blues Brothers, but I don't know. All right, so yep. Mark and Mark and Steph are left. I already said I'm thinking Breakfast Club. Okay, well, if you saw how many cans were in front of me, you wouldn't judge me so much. Um, <laughs> no, I'll judge you more. <laughs> Mark. I'm going to the Blues Brothers. All right. Well, there's got to be one. So we're six to one for Breakfast Club. All right. So our, our fourth round matchups, this first one is going to hurt really badly. Yeah. Spaceballs yeah. versus The Princess Bride. We're, we're not, yeah, we, we don't have to talk about it now. Limbs do you want to cut off? Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't have to talk about that. We'll talk about these now. So thank God. Spaceballs and the Princess Bride, and then the Naked Gun versus Breakfast Club. Holy shit, that first one might take up an hour. I like those four moving on. I do too. I think that, I think, I have to say, of all the ones we've done so far, the movies are the ones we've had the most, like, as, as much as we love food, apparently, we love movies more. Right. By about thirty percent. There's a lot more to talk about in terms of depth, or what you like about a movie, what resonates with you. Well, yeah, I mean, for most people, except for me, there's more of an emotional attachment to movies than food. But even so, you can only talk about like a quesadilla for so long. I don't know, man. (laughs) I feel like I could pontificate about a quesadilla pretty pretty well. Um, You want to talk about potatoes or (laughs) rum? How about, 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 about Hasselback potatoes? Um, so, all right. I feel good I mean, about I the... I know, like, uh, like, Meryl Streep did a great quesadilla in Postcards from the Edge. Like, her performance was fantastic, but, you know. I feel like we're in a good place. I, I, I'm excited to, uh, to do the second round of this. Listen, I'm looking at some of, the, some of the matchups here in the second round, in the second half of the bracket. They're more brutal. And if who I think wins, wins, the second round might end some friendships here. <laughs> I can tell you straight up, 
just a little, little spoiler alert. If anybody's voting for Splash over Karate Kid, I might not be able to talk to your ass again. Uh, but we'll find out. We'll find out in the future. Yeah, there, there are some there are some ones here that, uh, like I said, if, if who I think if who wins, who I think wins, like there's going to be some, some some serious discussions going on. Well, all right, boys and girls, real and fantastic. Good one. I enjoyed yelling about movies with you, and I really know forward to Spaceballs vs. Princess Bride. I'm, I'm going to lose sleep about that later. And, yeah, yeah I, I don't know about that. I, I cannot wait to hear more on the Willow vs. Big matchup. I think it's going to be <laughs> epic. <laughs> come on, man. All that rage is going to come flowing out. You, well, if you want to talk about movies that had an impact on you, talk about like an evil witch turning all of the people into things. Like I said, Mark. Like I said, Mark, you have all the problems that I like. Um, all right. pieces are fitting together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, we've talked about a lot of things. This this bracket may be the most revealing of our own personal histories than any of them. Very true. Like the show. Yeah. Oh man, amateur, you know, armchair psychologist would love listening to this shit. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I think that's going to be just about it. Anybody have anything last that they want to throw in? I drank last an I, I drank an Ella and I felt bad about it because Greg was sitting right there. <laughs> there you go. I did finish that crowler uh, of the, you know, Dark Days South, and it was delicious. Yeah, I got. Uh, I have a. I have a little bit of a collection happening over here. Yeah, I had to clear off the uh, the table before I sat down today. Threw out all the cans and bottles from what, from while we've been a uh, video recording. Nice. All right, everybody. I think that's right. about it. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.